All right, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purist. This will be VGP episode 177. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas and joining me tonight, as always from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How's it going, sir? What is up, Fred? On um, this glorious Monday night. Not much. I will admit it was a relatively uneventful week for me. Hmm. Actually, it was a really shitty Sunday. I'll talk to you about it in a minute. You kind of know what I'm about to say, but uh-huh. uh, but just to just to foreshadow it, although I go first, um, I I got <laughs> sick for like the first time. I don't get sick much. Like I've no. <clears throat> it's been years since I missed a day of work, years due to sickness. Knock on wood, that's me knocking on wood. Never knock got COVID that I know of. Um, not that I think I'm above it, but never got it that I know of. Um, mm. I don't get sick often. So when I get sick, it, it rocks me. I forget what it's like to be sick. So my heart goes out to all of you out there who are usually the people who like are first round to get stuff, right? Who like get stuff easily. Mm-hmm. I, people are like, oh, they always get to miss work and this and that. I'm like, fuck it. They're sick though. I think I'd rather just not be sick. <laughs> right. Like, I hate it. All those of you raising young kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but Yeah. My my wife um, makes fun of me because she says I'm the worst, like the wimpiest sick person. Why, you know what I mean? Like literally, all, all I'm doing is laying in bed usually. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't feel good. I'm laying in bed. And she's like, look at you, Sally. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tough crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like. No, because my, my, wife, my wife encapsulates herself when she is sick. When my wife is sick, she doesn't get up. She literally mm-hmm. doesn't get up. She just stays in bed all day and makes me manservant the shit out of her life. Mine does not, yeah. she does not take care of me in the same regard. She leaves me alone, but if I want a food, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to make my own food. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, well, I'll talk about that in a minute, but, uh, but otherwise you doing good. I'm doing all right. I think we are seeing a lot of fall weather. It's finally mid October. It is. I, I had to mow my lawn today. So did I. But it, it, it doubled. I double this time of year. My lawnmower doubles as a, a vacuum cleaner. Yes. Because I'm too lazy to leaf blow. So I'm like, I just, I'm just gonna mow the lawn and I'll suck all this shit up. You know. Yeah. We we aren't that lucky. I suck up what I can, but we have five trees in our backyard. Most of them are over 15 feet tall. And we have a huge maple right next to the house. That's like probably 25 feet tall. So I will fill at least a dozen lawn bags after I mulch the leaves. So we have like a leaf catcher. So we have to walk around with the leaf catcher because a rake, I mean, you could do a Mm -hmm. rake, but like, I mean, we've, we've ruined 12 year olds in the neighborhood. Like their parents, like, (laughs) turned in lawsuits against us. Um, you know, so, and, uh, I did, there was a leaf guy who said he'd blow leaves. Like I, people say blow leaves, but blow them where like, so, but he said he'd come over and take care of them. And he took one look at our backyard and he goes, never mind, Mount, don't worry. You don't have to pay me a cent. I'm not even going to try. Right. So I was like, okay, so we've got this thing. It is kind of like a lawnmower, but it's also like a ghetto basket. It has no active moving parts and you just push right. it and it just pulls up leaves and it does a very good job. And so you just pull them into this basket and then we have this Toro 
it does work as a leaf blower, but it's also a mulcher. It sucks them up. And so we mm. just capture all the leaves and then we mulch them. And then they fill up, when you fill up the bag, it's got like a sling I put on my back that like inflates with air, right? As it sucks them up. And I'll probably fill up four of those things to fill up one lawn bag. And I'll probably, yeah, it it's something you do throughout mid-October to mid-November. Like you right. just, you do a bag or two here for like an hour or two a weekend. I fucking hate it, but mm-hmm. but we're not there yet. Most of our leaves are still green because the the trees haven't had shorter days until very recently. And it's been fucking 80s last week, so they don't know it's winter or <laughs> it's, it's fall. So, right. it's, but it's finally getting there. Um, it's hoodie weather. It was kind of cold on Saturday. It was like mm-hmm. it was like mid fifties, so Ugh. oh, I love this weather, and it sucks because everyone's getting ready for winter. Okay, so what weather do you like? What's your pre- preferred weather? I'm curious. Um, spring, or or like maybe give me, like, yeah, give me like temps and conditions temps, like six seventy and sunny. I don't know. Yeah, like seventy and sunny. Okay, like nice out, like like. Like right now, right, we have like kids football games at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Yeah, okay. Yep. And it's fucking cold, man. It is. Like uh, it Autumn, Autumn had a cheer room. game at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah. That was Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. I like I like maybe t shirt weather, maybe bring a light hoodie okay. weather. So I don't know if it's like the Chicago thing in me where I like live by the lake for quite some time. Um, Mm -hmm. I lived in the suburbs first, but it was, it was Libertyville. So it was a lakeside suburb of the Northern part of Chicago. And then when I lived at the, in Chicago, I always lived close to the lake. And so I'm used to getting belted with like 40 mile an hour winds that are like, you know, negative wind chill, like in the middle of, you know, this, this time of year, you know? So Mm -hmm. I really love like mm, probably 50 is about as low as I go, but I would say 60 is as high as I go. So I like 50s, maybe okay. even upper 40s. That's really, and cloudy. Ooh, I like it cloudy. Partially cloudy. I don't want it raining, cloudy. but I want it partly cloudy. Maybe a little sun, little God rays kissing through. <laughs> and then like, like so that you can see why I should I, I really want to live in Seattle, right? Like mm-hmm. or England, because that's perfect for me. But my wife hates that. My wife is your weather, maybe even more. My wife's like my wife tells me that like eighties is like spring weather, and I was like, you've been living in fucking Kansas too long. Eighties is a little on the hot side, and she goes, nah. Yeah, it is. And my wife doesn't wear shorts. Or like skirts. She wears like long dresses or pants. She's really into pants and leggings and stuff. And I'm like, you don't want to wear short things. So why do you like such hot weather? And she goes, 80's not hot. But it's really funny because the moment it crosses 90, she goes, oh, it's too hot out. <laughs> yeah. So my wife likes it like perfectly 80. Jeez. But yeah. So... But yeah, so the weather's the the weather's getting, you know, a little better. It's getting cool at night. So let, let me give you a dad moment here. Um, and if you hear that thump, that was me putting my phone down because I was checking the temperature. Um, what I love right now is that I don't have to have the air on anymore. Like my wife really likes a temperature controlled house. 
So she doesn't like it any hotter than 74, but any colder than 68. And she'd really probably like to go to 70, but like I like it at 68. And we have corgis that are fluffy, fat. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, oh, okay, let's keep it down for them. And I'm like, whatever floats your boat, whatever, whatever gets me my temp. Um, and so we're finally at a point where I don't have to have the air on and uh, I can have uh, the heat on when it hits 68. So... So I'm feeling yeah, good about that, but, but yeah. Um, and then it's just, uh, gearing up for Halloween. I love this time of year. Yeah, you that's know? right. Do you got people yeah, putting all the... kinds of weird shit in their yard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I seen, we, we were at Home Depot the other night getting pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we just didn't, we didn't feel like finding a pumpkin farm or whatever. But like we have, they have my Home Depot. Let's go there. And, uh, it's a weird thing when, you know, they have the mix this year. Like, they have the mix of Halloween and the Christmas stuff out at the same time. Yeah, I don't like that. But, yes, I noticed that myself. Yeah. <laughs> a beautiful crossing of paths. And um, <laughs> they had the creepiest. I took a picture. So I wish I had it on my phone. I took it. My phone was dead. I took my, my wife's phone. But it was like a Yoda, an animatronic Yoda. That was oddly bigger than the real, like how big Yoda's right, supposed to be. Yeah. Like he was like the size of my son, and he had a creepy smile and a witch's hat on, and he was like, "You, you stepped on the button." And he talked. He oh said, my oh. god! So this is just... making no. This is making yes. If you Google Home Depot Yoda, it pops up. It's cre- it looks like an old demented person. Yes, and they actually have a it Christmas a weird... version as well. Oh my god! Which is terrible. the same thing with a Santa hat. But yeah, terrible. It's creepy. It's three and a half. It was feet. creepy. It was pretty big. I don't think Yoda was three and a half feet. Wasn't he like a no. foot tall? Are you kidding me? Yoda was on Luke's back, and he didn't even make it to like yeah. Yeah, he was the size of a rock. He was balancing with a rock, same size. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> puppet. I'm sure the Wikipedia will tell me how tall Yoda was, but he wasn't. I'm sure it would, but we wasn't that tall. We don't need to. We don't need to go there. <laughs> but um but yeah so people are starting to do all that stuff my there was there is an interesting family near here they just do three witches like all black like just all black silhouettes with spotlights so it just hmm. looks like someone's doing like a ritual in the front yard <laughs> teach their own but yeah that's the other thing you don't put out lights right for um halloween we have a string of orange lights that I don't, you know, they look like Christmas yeah. lights, but they're orange. And I don't know where we got them from, but I usually put them around the porch where the pumpkins are. Yeah. But that's it. We don't do the houses. We have some like fake, they look like wood, like uh, boards, but they're just like cardboard. But oh, they I look got like you. wooden yeah, yeah. boards. And we tape them across the front windows so it looks like the windows <laughs> nice. are boarded up. Um, and then we have a fog machine for Halloween night. Sweet. But it's not a real good dry ice. It's one of those cheap you ones that the, you pour uh, the fluid in it, right? Yeah. And so the smoke literally just makes it look like your house is on fire. Yeah. Like it, it's not like fog that settles into your lawn, like all cool and shit. No, it's just, it just engulfs your house. In no, smoke. it dissipates pretty fast if it's anything like my rock band one. And it makes this weird sound when it spews out. It's like, yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, so we do that. My wife's got an inflatable wiener dog that has a uh, Ninja Turtles mask on. Oh. 
And then she's got the witches, the Wicked Witch of the West's legs sticking up out of the ground. So she plants it by the tree. So it looks like we buried a witch with her legs popping out. Oh. Yeah, some fun stuff. But that's not the point. The point is, is I have to dodge a bunch of cords when I'm trying to mow the lawn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you know, I cut into one of those and I'm only fucking myself. Because yeah. then Fred's going to be sent to the store for an extension cord. And I bet those have gotten a lot more expensive than they did 15 years ago when we bought them. I just splice them back together. What, like solder them? No. Listen, know how many ascension cords I've cut because I'm left-handed and I have an electric uh, hedge trimmer? <laughs> and I'm left-handed, so I always well, go the wrong I never way realized you were left-handed. Board. I don't know if we've talked about this, but I'm left-handed too. I think this explains yeah. a lot about the chemistry of this show. <laughs> That's right. We're but two anyway. left-handed clowns. And uh, the amount of times I've just a big spark... And then my 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 head trimmer goes dead because I've somehow twisted myself in such a way and, and just severed cut, it. And, yeah, and then so I just take a knife, right, and I cut away the rubber, mm-hmm. and I just twist the wires back together, and then I like it is that easy, it. isn't it? It is. It's just like three wires. I never thought about it. Yeah, you, you just, just put them together. Do you at least electrical tape it? <laughs> yeah. Did you electric you electric tape each one, and then you electric electrical tape the whole thing and it's good as new it's just like when you're splicing stuff in your home uh you know you're messing around with your home electronics i just solder stuff or recrimp i don't know maybe we're different you know what i'm saying yeah electrical tape you know i've got three rolls of it so i should be good but um so yeah so obviously we're really in the uh, Halloween spirit. So mm-hmm. um, on this topic, Trees, I've been watching a bunch of horror movies. Of course Memory you serves you're not a big horror movie person, are you? Nope. Okay. Well, so for the audience, I will make this brief for you, mm-hmm. but I will throw out all the shit I've watched recently. Haven't gone to the movies. Um, there's this great horror movie out right now. It's called The Eras Tour, but... They want 20 bucks a ticket, so I'm out. He's out. Do you know what this, do you know what I'm referring to? No. Okay. Taylor Swift has a concert oh. movie in theaters right now. Oh, does she? And because Travis Kelsey, our quarterback, is boning Taylor Swift. Right. Um, everybody feels like in Kansas City that like they have to be Taylor Swift anyway. Um, so yeah, so that's going on. Um, but, uh, I do like the fun hybrid stuff. Like my wife's got something that has like a Taylor Swift front with a Travis Kelsey back. Like, I think those are kind of fun, but, Mm -hmm. but anyway, um, so I didn't get to the movies, but, uh, let's see. Well, Thursday night we did watch the football game. So I got to watch Thursday night football, which I didn't love, but fortunately, I have a Steam Deck. So, Trees, I am slowly but surely beating Lego City Undercover while watching football games. So, there is that's that. A, that's, a, that's a good time killer. That, that game, game. <laughs> that game does, yeah, that game does have plenty to do. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I won't be talking about it this week, but that that's one thing. But uh, let's see here. So, we watched, um, why am I blanking on stuff now? Um... We watched, come on, Fred. It's almost there. 
Damn it. Okay, well, since my memory sucks, the one I definitely remember was Friday was Friday the 13th. So, of course, I'm going to watch Friday the 13th movies. Of course. So, we watch part two. That's the one where Jason's in it, but he's running around with a potato sack on his head. Most people don't remember oh. that in part two, he doesn't have the hockey mask yet. He's got a potato sack on his head. So, and what's interesting about that movie is it's a genuinely good slasher if you completely remove it from Friday the 13th. And it makes me, like, it's an interesting phenomenon, like, what if there was only Friday the 13th 1 and 2? Where it was the mom, who is the psycho killer, and then the son avenging her death, and then the series just ended. Would it be a perfect horror series if it did? I, I don't, I don't think, I think that's a bold statement, like, perfect horror series. But I do think it would have more, you tell me, but I think Friday the 13th, especially because there have been 11 of them, 12 if you count Freddy versus Jason, people really think they're just shitty throwaway films, right? Like they know that the fans are real into it, but like Halloween, like people like to like really just like the first one and maybe the second one because John Carpenter did that one also, right? And then they just kind of dismiss the other ones if they want to. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, like most people think of that as like the thinking man's horror movie. So I think Friday the 13th would be held in higher regard, I guess is what I would say. Um, I love the stupid movies that make up the sequels. Um, I really do. And what I really love about them is that they are, oh, actually, and that reminded me of the other movie we watched. But anyway, they are showpieces for gags. Um, Are you familiar with the term gag? Like what a gag is? Like a goof? Like well, a joke? obviously, but in, in horror movies, it's the, no, no, sorry. I didn't mean to make that sound condescending. <laughs> yeah, yes. <dummy. laughs> I'm sorry. That was so dismissive and I apologize. Um, no, in horror movies, and no, I did not expect you to know this. Uh, I don't expect anyone to know this because I don't think it's used now because they all use CGI. But in horror movies, a practical effect where they convince you that somebody's like hand got cut off or, you know, something traumatic happened to someone when it really didn't. It's called a gag. And it is a term for a practical effect. Did not know that. And I'm, well, there you go. And and it's probably not well known, especially again, now that it's gone CGI. And I was really into it. I actually went to film school and I wanted to go to Tom Savini. He is a infamous, um, uh, you know, makeup artist. He taught mm-hmm. Greg Nicotero, who did all the makeup for the Walking Dead TV show. Um, he taught him to do all his stuff. And a lot of people, because they've seen the Walking Dead, kind of know how impressive a lot of those makeup effects were because they did a lot of that practical, which was very different. In a time of mostly CGI, they did a lot of practical effects on the Walking Dead. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I wanted to do it and go to film school, but I have no artistic talent. And in order to make a face that you can blow up and convince someone it was somebody's face... You kind of got to be good at sculpting, right? You got to be good at drawing. You got to be good at making something. <laughs> so when I didn't have that talent, I'm out. <laughs> so, um, But I've always been fascinated with practical effects. And I always want to know how they do them. And I do know how they do most of them at this point because I've watched so many makings of. But that's why I like watching them. And so even if the Friday the 13th movies aren't particularly compelling, shall I say, in the um, in the visuals department, and once people start... You know, it used to be cool to see boobs in horror movies. Do you remember that? Like a girl would get naked. Yeah, like, yeah, that was like that was a big deal when you were like, like eleven. Right. And you're watching 
it, it, like watching a movie on HBO was a big deal. It was, and there was always yeah. there was always some boobs. Occasionally, you'd get that real raunchy one. Friday Thirteenth Part Two is one of these where you see full frontal nudity on a girl. She gets fully naked and goes swimming, and you're like, oh my god. Um, but nowadays, kids because they've grown up with internet porn, they yeah. act like they're above it. So like, like I, I remember we were watching, it wasn't this movie, but we were watching some movie and one of Autumn's friends walked by and she, she just noticed we were watching it and she goes, oh my God, you know, I can't believe you're watching a movie where a girl gets naked. That's horrible. And all I was like, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, um, Autumn was like, yeah, I was talking to somebody at school about that. And all the boys were like, oh God, like, why would you watch a movie to see a girl naked? That's horrible. And I'm like, oh, please. Behind closed doors, you don't want to know what these guys' Google history looks like. No, um, but anyway, so we watched two, which, like I said, that's a good slasher in its own right. So if you do think those Friday the 13th movies are stupid, but you're somebody out there who watches horror movies and you've never seen part two or you haven't seen it in a long time, I highly recommend checking it out. Many people are on this bandwagon right now of saying two is better than the original. I don't think I'd go that far, but it is definitely a very, very good movie. Um, and, um, and trees, if you don't mind, you know, splatter stuff, if you want a kid in the woods, killing people, like it's definitely got plenty of that. Um, and then for a complete juxtaposition, I also watched Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan, (laughs) which was the end of the Paramount ones. Paramount stopped making Friday the 13th movies after that. Um, after doing like eight in eight years and, um, the fun fact, if you've never seen it, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say you haven't, is that they couldn't afford to pay for Jason to be in New York and they couldn't even find a good reason to have him running around New York. Like they're like, you know, eventually people would notice, right? Yeah. So instead, the he's- plot is he's on a cruise ship heading to New York from Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a lake connects to New York and connects Wait. to the Atlantic Ocean. Are you making that up? I'm dead serious. It's funny. There's I like, a cruise I like ship it. on okay, so so I'll go a little more in depth. There's a cruise ship on a harbor, and Jason gets resurrected in the lake and goes he he literally takes a boat. He knows how to drive a boat. He kills a couple who are boning on mm-hmm. the lake for the graduating class of 1989 or whatever at Crystal as Lake. He, as, as he should. Yep. He kills them, he takes their boat. He takes the boat into the harbor and a fucking gooey ass dude. He's covered in goo in this movie because he's like supposed to have been underwater under a dock for like 10 years. This gooey ass hockey mask killer manages to, in broad daylight, park a boat at a harbor and no one says anything like it, like a full blown harbor where a cruise ship is. (laughs) And he climbs onto the cruise ship while they're going to New York. He kills everyone except for a handful of kids who jump off the cruise ship in a hurricane and use like the the rowboat, <laughs> the rescue boat, right? To row to New York, and Jason just swims there, <laughs> and then he's chasing them through New York for like fifteen minutes at the end of the movie. Hmm. Yep. All and you right. ready for a spoiler though that you're gonna love the creme de la creme, the icing on the cake? Guess how they kill Can... Jason? Um. Let's it's see, something New super York. stupid, but it is New York based. It's New York based. They push him on the third rail in a subway. Close, close. Ah. And I do think they shock him 
on the subway line, but he doesn't die. I'm trying to remember now. Won't lie. I was starting to fall asleep. (laughs) But yes, he does get on the subway and they shock him off the rail, but he lives. No, they actually capture him with the Ninja Turtles. They capture him in the sewers. Okay. And apparently at midnight every night, New York's sewer system floods with toxic wastes. And they capture him in the toxic wastes and it melts him away. I thought you were going to say an alligator got him. (laughs) Or or he fights the chuds. That That would have been pretty good. That would have been good if you mixed it, you brought the chuds in. I I think that would be great. The Chuds hadn't been around for a couple of years. I think Bud the Chud was 87. So it'd been a couple of years, like literally a couple of years. Nah. Would have been great. Yeah, it would have been But great. anyway, so I watched Jason Takes Manhattan. It's also the longest Friday the 13th movie, clocking in a whopping, um, it's one hour and 40 minutes. So what is that? A uh, hundred minutes. It's the longest one. Mm. But anyway, um, so we watched those. Um, then... So in the vein of Friday the 13th, there is the new series that came out called Hatchet. And I say new, Jesus, I think the first Hatchet movie was in 2006. So it's like almost 20 years old, but there have been four of them, Hatchet 1, 2, and 3, and Victor Crowley. It's about this guy, Victor Crowley, who dies in a Louisiana swamp. He's completely disfigured and he haunts the swamp and he just... And it's the guy who plays him is the guy who played Jason in Friday the 13th, 6, 7, 8, and 9, Kane Hodder. This is the guy who, when I went to Walker Stalker with Sean Freeman, um, there's a picture of me getting choked by Kane Hodder. He's a mountain of a man. He's like 6'3", like 250. And I have a thick neck. My neck is like 18 and a half inches. And Kane Hodder can easily wrap his hand around my neck. He's a mountain of a man and a sweet guy too. But when he grabs you and kind of manhandles you, you can, you can tell like he sells the bit. But anyway, he got into these movies where they hired him to just basically, I mean, they, these movies after the first one, which the first one didn't do well in theaters and they released it. They released the unrated cut with the really gory deaths. And that was the problem that Friday the 13th ran into was the MPAA would like just no pun intended, massacre the movie, cut it down so much that by the time you get to part seven and part eight, like the deaths, you don't even really see any blood or any real deaths. Like they have to cut away so fast um, because the MPAA was gunning for Friday the 13th and horror movies like it by the late 80s. They were like, okay, we're done with these slasher films. You got to stop bringing them out. Um, That's since changed, right, in theaters these days. But so Hatchet... Most of the movies are unrated. We watched the original because Julie had never seen it. Um, And it stars a lot of like people who, a decent number of people who became like bigger actors later. Like the guy who's, uh, who was in Grandma's Boy, who was the nerdy Matrix guy who was later in Avatar and stuff like that. He's the lead. But anyway, those movies are just brutal. Like they don't just kill people, trees, like... The first woman who dies, he puts his, sorry, that was me banging my desk. He puts his hand in her mouth on her upper jaw and just splits her head in two and it shows the whole thing. And then he like, I think rips her head off with the spinal cord attached and then beats her to death with him. They actually really emulate mortal combat fatalities pretty well. Actually. Now that I think about it, there's even one oh. where a black guy gets his arms ripped off and he's beaten to death with them. So with Jack. yeah, ironically. <clears throat> so, but we watched that. Um, if you've, 
those of you out there who like horror movies, especially if you like really violent movies, and they do use practical effects. So they're spraying them with real blood, destroying real fake bodies. Um, and, and your wife's watching this with you? Yeah, my, my wife loves horror movies. Oh. Yeah. Her, okay. It's weird. Her dad does too. Her brother, not so much. So she's a lot like mm-hmm. her dad. But like my bro, Brian... He will watch some horror movies, but he doesn't seek them out. And it sounds like you're right. very much in his camp. Like, I don't even think you're that scared of something like I'm just describing here. You just don't understand the draw. Um, I watched all that stuff when I was a teenager and, and in my 20s. I was very into like Evil Dead mm-hmm. and all the old classics and stuff. Sure. <clears throat> but now it's like, no, I'm, I don't find it. Um, yeah, I just... Saw my thing. Yeah, like we don't like torture porn per se. In that, like, like I keep trying to get my wife to rewatch Hostel with me, and she won't. And I haven't watched Hostel in like fifteen years, so I need to watch it sometime this October. But I'm going to be watching it without her. Um, mm. And even the new Saw movie, it was based off like the original Saw movie, like the first one, um, which I talked about last week. But like, I mean, Saw movies are basically torture porn, right? Like that's what they are. Um, not really leaning into those where my wife and I really differ is she likes a lot of ghost stories. Like she really Mm. likes like, you know, movies where it's like an apparition. So like she likes the ring and she likes like the case of La Llorona and stuff like that. And like, or the curse of La Llorona. And I think those are kind of dumb. Um, I don't even really, the nun is like the only one that I really kind of liked that was like a ghost story. But anyway, um, so anyway, we watched Hatchet. If you if you want to see a bunch of people and see some super gory effects for those out there, check out the Hatchet movies. Um, they should be pretty cheap on Amazon. I bet mm. you could grab each one of them for less than 10 bucks. Um, and you could probably only need to grab one, right, and see if you like it. But uh, Right, right. I know the name. I remember when they came out. Like, I remember, I know the name. Well, because the guy was like one of us. Like, he must have had connections in Hollywood because of who he got in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, he got Robert England in this movie, who plays Freddy Krueger. And he got Kane Hodder, who plays Jason, to be his killer, right? And his budget was only a million bucks, or a million and a half. <clears throat> and more importantly, he got somebody to give him a million and a half to make a movie. <laughs> yeah. But, and he definitely lives in the California area. But, like, I watched the making of. There's a 90-minute making of documentary. It's as long as the movie. And, um... His name's like something green, like Adam Green or something. And he's just like a nerd like me. Like he's a dude who wears like, you know, Marilyn. He's really into Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson does a bunch of songs on the soundtrack. And they're they're his known songs. He just paid Manson to license them. Um, Mm -hmm. But like he wears Marilyn Manson shirts and Freddy Krueger shirts and Jason Voorhees shirts all the time. Right. And he's just a big nerd who watched all these movies growing up and made these movies. And so... um, so he's like the American dream, right? Like he, he was like, I'm going to make a horror movie and he got the funding for it. And because of it, he's been able to make four horror movies. And I bet he's still working in Hollywood. Now he's just with all those things has grown enough gusto that he can now, you know, Maybe, probably yeah. works on more serious movies, but like, you know, who knows? I don't know. I bet he's worth yeah. more than I am. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm sure he is actually, mm-hmm. but we watched a really ghetto movie that was made for a hundred thousand dollars and made 5 million. Oh, we watched Winnie the Pooh blood and honey. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so that's a horror movie. It's on Peacock. 
It was made last year because Winnie the Pooh entered public domain. I was just going to say, can they, this, first of all, shame on them. <laughs> because you shouldn't be selling the name of Winnie the Pooh to make yep. a cheap buck. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, you should have a little bit more respect. Oh, for this that. guy's even more fucked up. He's created a demonic universe out of stuff like that. He's also got plans to do Peter Pan and something else. And yes, I know Disney made these movies, but Disney did the same thing we did where like they were they were going after patented stuff, but they must not have kept it alive on Winnie the Pooh and Peter Pan because, yeah, they've entered public domain. So, but if you're ready to laugh about this, Trees, I won't talk very long about this. It's a really shitty horror movie. I think it's on Peacock is where we watched it. Might have been Paramount Plus, but I'm 90% sure it was Peacock, which for those paying attention, Peacock is free if you want it to be. Mm. So you can watch this for free. And they do it really nice. They do it where you watch, instead of having ads interrupt your movie, which I can tolerate if I'm just really not going to pay money to see a cult horror film. But right. but it can be annoying. So when we watched it, um, they just make you watch one long series of ads for like two and a half minutes before the movie starts, and then they just play the movie in full. But yeah, it was really shitty. But the reason it, it matters, Trees, is he made that movie for $100,000 in England, and it made $5 million. And so I told Julie, I was like, you don't have to work again after you do that. And the guy did say, he's like, I'm going to make a sequel and I'm going to up the budget to 500000 And Julie goes, see, there you go. He's upping the budget to 500000 I'm like, you're burying the lead here. He has $4.5 million to just put in a piggy bank somewhere in case he needs anything. Like, right. But the concept is that when Christopher Robin leaves them as a kid and goes off to college, so kind of Toy Story-ish, they get lonely and become hateful of the human world (laughs) and go back to their savage ways as like creatures, but they start killing people in the hundred acre wood. Of course. And so then he comes back and they're killers. And while there, we know I'm going to spoil a little bit of it. No, I'm not. We know (laughs) that Eeyore, Owl and Tigger exist and Kanga and Rue, we know they exist, but they're not in the movie. The only two people who are in the movie, only two animals, are Piglet and Pooh. And there's a bunch of, the the plot is basically a bunch of girls rent out a party house near the Hundred Acre Wood, and they're there to have like a girls weekend, and Pooh shows up. (laughs) Oh my God, I I hate everything you're saying. Anyway, all right, then I'll quickly move on and wrap up. This is the, the worst. I'm angry. Make me angry. Poor Winnie the Pooh. So the the final... And and I will say, Winnie the Pooh is really shitty. So people think it's going to be so bad it's good. It's not that. It's not that I guess after all the negativity I've placed towards it, someone out there who's listening to this will go watch this and go, you know what? It's better than I thought it would be. But I hope I've tanked your expectations because it is really bad. And there are no practical effects. It's all CGI, but it's really bad. And it's very poorly acted. And Jesus Christ, I don't know if you'd call it a script. But anyway. What what are the what does Winnie the Pooh look like? Oh my God. Trees. You I didn't I gotta, mention what they look yeah. like. You, you just they look goofy. You still out there, but you know. Well, yeah. Uh, they, let me get you like, let me get you a screenshot. Oh, please do. Um 
because it's it's gonna be every bit as bad as you think it is. So let me get you a screenshot here. This is good radio. Pop it in our chat. There you go. There's Winnie the Pooh. Let's look at this nonsense. And he like, come on. That's blood and honey, literally. Come on. And then if you want to see a great shot that's from right before they they go to town on wait that sounds dirty right before they um they attack there's um a girl does he sound like Piglet. Winnie the Pooh? What? Is the guy trying to do like a Winnie the Pooh impression? That's Piglet. That's Piglet Piglet. don't have tusks. Yep. This he does when he's in his 20s. I don't like any of this. Yeah. So this seems pretty stupid. I'm not gonna lie, Fred. Uh, yeah, that was my wife's pick. She's okay. very hit or miss. She likes modern stuff. So what my wife hates is when I go look up horror movies because I like watching tons of them. She doesn't want to rewatch them most of the time, and she's always like, "Like, here's the problem. Like, you know, horror movies they make a ton of them, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, let's watch Leprechaun one through seven over seven days, and she's like, no. Once I watch one <laughs> Leprechaun movie, the whole franchise is off the table for ten years." Like, that's kind of how my wife is. And so she tries to pick newer stuff. So she picked that one. That one was bad. And this last one, I don't want to talk about it because I think the strength is in not knowing the plot. But I'll just wrap up with um, the last one was um, called The Infinity Pool. Hmm. We watched it on Hulu. Part of Huluween. (laughs) And do you know who David Cronenberg is? Yeah, I do. He makes he, weird. Yeah, stuff. he was the actor who does a lot of body horror stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shivers and The Fly. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that stuff. His son is making movies now, and this is, I think, his son's second film. So, chip off the old block, is he? There is some body horror in the Infinity Pool. But it's an interesting concept, and way more than his father, there's a lot more social commentary. There's some definite social commentary here. So it's weird. It's extremely slow paced. It's like a two hour horror movie, which is a little long on the horror side. Um, It's largely psychological, but there's definitely some stuff in it. And I think I'm going to leave it there. And actually, if you want my advice, don't look up the synopsis because Julie and I agree that the synopsis we read doesn't really correlate very well to what the movie's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But um yeah, it's it's interesting. So I mean I mean it's not the way I would spend my evenings, but <laughs> So yeah, I think you I think you missed an opportunity. I think you should have had a theme. I, sh- I think you should have, had, you know, Jason takes Manhattan. You should have had Leprechaun in the Hood. Like you should have had a whole inner city I, horror movie. Theme. I did tell Julie, I wanted to have yes. I think this week I want to do in space and in grab space. a couple in spaces, and then I do want to grab the in the Hood. I have three good in the Hood movies aside from Leprechaun in the Hood, which. That one's a challenge. Did you know there was not one but two Leprechaun in the Hoods? 
four popular. and five was Leprechaun in the Hood. I didn't. I I've, I I gotta admit I'm I'm yeah. not I'm never really seen a Leprechaun movie. But those of us who collect horror movies will tell you because I know you'll never do this. You get all seven movies for nine bucks plus digital codes. So like you, you may as well just buy the box set if you want to watch the first one. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, that's pretty much how that works. So, um, but yeah, so, and that's pretty much been my week. We did go out with some friends. Uh, my daughter got invited to a sleepover and you ready for these psychopaths? I, I'm, I'm kidding too. <laughs> but the, the girl's parents are like, can Autumn come over Saturday at 1 p.m.? And can you please not pick her up till noon the next day? Oh. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so my wife and I had a date night. We went out to a wonderful Ethiopian Caribbean infusion restaurant. So that was a lot of fun. And um, we met up with some friends and did pickleball. Trees, do you do pickleball around? Is pickleball like popular around you guys? Um, well, it could be, but I wouldn't know. Mm. I don't run in the, the the pickleball circles. Yeah, I won't lie. I, yeah, I think it's absolutely stupid. I don't <laughs> like it. And it's really funny because my wife's like, well, we're, it, there's two places around here. One that's called Serve, S-E-R-V, and one that's called Chicken and Pickle. And they're so popular <laughs> that you have to like pre-order and pre-buy in advance a court. Like you can't just roll in there and say, give me a court. They're like, no, sorry, we're too fucking busy. You have to like pay, I think it's 48 bucks per hour per court. And you have to just like pay them like a week in advance. And then they'll tell you what times they have available. But anyway, and so my wife's always like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, I don't really want to go. And she goes, no, come on, let's go. And I'm sure... This may not be true of pickleball with you, but every couple has this thing, right? I'm like, no, I don't want to go. And she goes, no, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll go. But I'm not going to play. All your friends are going to be there. There's going to be eight of us. I don't want to play. She goes, no, you got to play, you got to play, you got to play. And then she's like, Fred, why don't you play? And then all of her friends who thought it was a good idea just sit on the sidelines drinking beer. Mm -hmm. And then I have to play fucking pickleball for an hour. I hate it. Pickleball? Yeah, which is like, what is it, ghetto tennis? It's like... It's it's tennis, but it's um, played with like ping pong ball paddles. Yeah. It's just big I, ping pong. I mean, I hear people talking about it, but I've never played. Yeah. So we went and did that. It That wasn't that fun for me, but we did get to see some old friends um, and hang out for a long time. Like we hung out till past midnight and then we went and hung out at another friend's house till even later than that. But they started like, they they wanted to keep drinking and they wanted to smoke pot and do all this. And we were like, guys, pff, we're in our 40s. Like, we go to bed way earlier than this. It's 12, 15. I'm going to become a pumpkin. I'm going home. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, we didn't get together, though, till 830. That's how you know you're with friends who don't. None of these people we hung with, not one other than us, had kids. And that's when you know you're hanging with the couples that grew up and didn't have kids. It was four couples, right. no one with kids. And that's how you know. Because everybody doesn't even get started till 8.30 at night. Right? And wow. half of them hadn't had dinner yet. Huh. On a Saturday night. So, like, I was like, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, we went out to dinner. And then we actually went to a barcade beforehand. Hung out with a buddy of mine. 
then went to dinner, then met up with them, right? Like I've had a full night already. Right. Because my other friends who have kids, they were celebrating. It's funny. They go to a barcade, but they don't drink. They're sober, actually. They're former alcoholics. Hmm. But they are nice. so good at being sober, like they can go to bars and it just doesn't phase them, right? That's that's kind of where you're supposed to be when you quit drinking as an alcoholic. <laughs> so, But they invite people to bars because they don't mind if you drink and stuff like that. But we just went and played video games. Um, but um, but yeah, we went to a barcade from like four to six and just hung out with some <laughs> former alcoholics who don't drink and uh, just played video games. We just played games. Nice. All right. But like, that's when you know it's people, right? When they're, when they're going out and then they were going to dinner and then they were going to go home, right? <laughs> that's, right. that's my speed. Not the people who are getting started at 8.30 and at 10.30, the kitchen was closed at serve. So they went across the street to Chipotle, got dinner and came back, right? And they were like, oh yeah. And when we talked to them the next morning, they were like, oh, we hung out till pretty early. Like we went home at like 3.30 in the morning. And only slept in till noon today. And I was like, fucking wow. So, and yeah, I've made this long, but I'll wrap up. Um, and then I woke up um, Sunday and I was like, woke up at like eh, 8.30 in the morning, maybe nine. Right. I let the dogs out and stuff. And I was like, I don't feel very good. And I was like, fuck, am I really hungover? Because like, I didn't have that much to drink. Um, and I was like, but it was later, right? Like with friends. So I had three beers between like nine and 11, maybe. But they were light beers. I was having Miller Lite. I don't know. But whatever. Um, and I was like, huh. Must be, you know, that was weird. And then I talked to Julie and she was like, no, I'm tired, but I'm not. No. And then I started getting chills. And I started feeling nauseous. Whoa. And I was like. I don't think this is a hangover, right? Right. And she was like, you know, you've been working from home a lot. I don't think you've come out to like out with friends or anything. You usually don't hang out at bars with me and my friends. Like Julie will go out to drinks after work with her friends somewhat often because she works with a bunch of younger people. And she was like, you know, now that I think about it, I don't think you've gone out with friends or out to activities or anything in a long time other than like our outdoor football games where it's outdoors she was, you might've gotten something. And I don't know, maybe it was a 24 hour flu bug or what, but like I had shivers, I was nauseous. Then in the middle of the day, it was fine, but then it became like a migraine with some mm -hmm. sinus pressure. And I was still kind of like shivery. And my wife said I felt a little warm, but she couldn't tell if I had a fever or something. So I don't know, but I woke up this morning and I was feeling okay. And I felt fine all day. So maybe it was a 24 hour bug. I don't know, but everybody kind of agrees. They think I was like ill, not like not <laughs> a, a person like me has three Miller lights in an evening. Um, right. You know, not rarely. Um, like, you know, on a Saturday night, having three Miller lights is not a big stretch. So I was like, eh, I don't think that was it. But, um, but yeah, so it is what it is. But that was my weekend. Lots of horror movies. It's the Halloween season. Yeah. I like it, though. But... All right, well, then to switch gears, how about you? What you been up to? Um, let me think. Let me think, Fred. Not much. Not much. You know, it's like uh, same old stuff, right? Uh, I had a pretty busy weekend. Okay. You know, because because the boys playing 
you know, he's at the end of his football season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, still very controversial games, in my opinion, Fred. Still very controversial games for seven-year-olds, six-year-olds. And I just don't – I said to somebody, I said, I don't understand why. It feels like every team we play with the smallest team, and I'm pretty sure – that the first grader they had on their team, I think I saw him shaving with an electric razor. Ah, uh, yes, it's. I think you made a joke about that like last year when yeah. Autumn's team was playing, and I was like, "Those guys are way bigger than." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah this this is a kid who's clearly too big to be. It. Anyways, <laughs> it, it's wild. It's wild. And then, like, it was funny because. Uh, my son was doing real good, but he wasn't grabbing any flags. And one kid just barreled through him, barreled mm-hmm. through all these kids. This dude kid just barreled through everybody. And they get in trouble because they were like tackling kids. I was going to say, it's flags, flags, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? And then there was a professional photographer taking pictures, right? Okay. <laughs> and um, Are you using scare quotes when you say professional photographer? Like no. they will tell you they're professional or like it was a pretty big setup? No, I mean, it, someone came and it was like someone taking pictures. It was nice, I'd nice pictures, nice yeah. professional-looking pictures. I don't know if it's a no. I'd say that's about as, you know? like I said, it's. Um, but so <laughs> there's literally we got the pictures back the next day. There's literally a picture of my son, like a close-up of my son grabbing this kid's flag, a kid who barreled through him and ran him for the touchdown. Right, <laughs> literally. The kid's holding his his belt, which you're not supposed to do, right? Yeah. And uh, because you know you're not supposed to be able to hold the flag. You're just you not. Know? Yeah, you're not supposed to hold them. Period. In the story, uh, this kid's literally holding it, and you can see it's not even clipped around his waist. Like it's oh, unclipped. He's holding it up, and he like got a touchdown. And we're like, look at this video. Look at this photographic evidence. A day later. <laughs> wild <laughs> oh god pretty funny though um i don't did i actually let me see something here fred let me see something <laughs> god damn it <laughs> live on the show this is how we do it this is how we do let me see hold on god damn it why do i wait why do i always wait fred to this time to try to do stuff. You know, I don't mean to be a dick, but like you had plenty of time to <laughs> Oh my god, you ain't lying. <laughs> You're not lying. Hold on. God damn. I apologize, but now that I'm talking about it, it made me angry. Here we go. Let me save this here. Anyways, and then uh we'll let that load up. Okay. No, I want to. I want to show you this. I want to get your professional um, opinion. Absolutely. As if you're like a ref. You know what I mean? You know and I you, am. And you're and you're judge. You're going to be judging this. Hell yeah. Right? Um. So, anyways, uh, then you know the next day we had um, a chair. No, the same day. This was all on. This was all yesterday, buddy. On Sunday, one day. It was a busy day. It was um, cheer competition for my daughter. So it was a day of purple. It was all purple, Fred. Okay, yeah. Um, so we had a football game, and then, yeah, we had the um, 
cheer competition. It was the first one I've been to this year. So I got to wear my um, my my um, Darth Vader cheer dad shirt that I had made last year. So that was fun to bust that out. Nice. You know, where it has Darth Vader's face on the back. And it says the cheer is strong with this one. <laughs> I love it. And then on my front it has a Death Star and it says cheer dad. It's pretty good. You know? Uh-huh. Um... That was it, Fred. I gotta be honest. It's 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 been. You're making me look so bad, like I'm week. just taking up all the time of our shows. No, I'm drinking. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm drinking the whole time you're talking, and then I'm like, "Oh shit, I got this. My turn." <laughs> okay, hold on. This ain't going through, so I'm just gonna send you this picture. You can look at it. Okay. Okay. You might have to zoom in with your fingers on your phone. All right. First of all, look at the size of this kid. All right. Makes no sense. Of course, my phone's not going to load it. I know. Well, and I've got one bar down in my basement. Wait, wait. I sent the wrong picture. Never mind. (laughs) No, wait. No, wait. Pause that. Sent that to the wrong. I sent that to my wife. She doesn't need to see that picture. She's already seen it. There we go. There we go. Going to you. I'm sorry. This makes for bad, bad podcasting, but, uh, you know, I don't know why everything's taking so long. It is what it is. I know, buddy, but still, it's not right. It's not right. I should be more prepared for these Got more things. bars. Got more bars. Ah, we. I don't know why it's not going through. They're home right now, actually. Yeah, I can talk about more horror movies if you want. (laughs) So, not horror movies, Fred, but I have been watching um, something, like a lot of something. I've been trucking through Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Ah, I am on the the fourth season, the final season. And uh, can I say, oh, it went through, Fred. It went through. Yes. I'm watching. Okay. So, so. Come through on your phone. There it is. So my son's number 20. You can see O'Connor proudly on the back of his jersey. I can. Yes. Now, if you zoom in. Oh, I'm seeing exactly what you're seeing. First of all, this kid's like 15 years old. Yeah, he really looks big. Like, really big. His belt is not clipped. My son has a hold of the flag. Yep. And he's holding on to the belt. And that kid... They allowed that kid to run in for a touchdown. It's not fair. Just saying. Yeah, that kid has like, so just so people know what I'm seeing, <laughs> that kid has literally like bunched the flag and the belt in his palm grip and he's wrapped it up into part of the material of his shorts and he's just got like a closed fist almost. Yeah. Or a closing fist at least. Yeah. Yeah. He has bigger leg muscles than me and the kid's supposed to be six. So, no, that kid has hair on his legs. <laughs> he really does. If you zoom in, oh, it's brutal. Kid's got What's hair going on, on his out legs. There? What is going on in this league? It's hilarious too because I'm gonna go out on a limb and say your son is not short for his age. Oh god, he may not be so as tall as you. I don't know, but he's not short for his age, and that kid looks. That kid looks the, the same height as my daughter. My daughter's like 5'6". 
I'm just saying I'm glad that see all these stories I tell people think I'm being funny, but like I just want you to know. See, this is what I'm Trees, talking I'm about. Tempted to take I'm, this, I'm, I'm tempted to take this picture and do a zoom in so that we can't identify any of the any of the children or teenagers it. in question and use report it as it our and use it as our like cover art. Yeah, you could. I, I don't might. care about that kid. He's a he's a cheetah. Expose him. Yeah, we'll we'll see if it. anything else comes up that would be better to use, but otherwise. Well see. I feel I feel better now because I'm not crazy. I'm not like a crazy sports dad that's like just defending his kid. Like that's crazy. Oh, right? really? Because you totally strike me as <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah, I'll send you another picture of the boy. Oh, here we go. No, normal form. Um, people are like, are you guys gonna have a show? Or are you just gonna? What are you guys doing? <laughs> this is the show. If you don't know now, you know. <laughs> All new listeners coming over. Uh, this is it. This is me and Fred doing stuff we probably should have just done during the week, shooting shit. Um, <laughs> oh, there's another picture. There's another picture. Look at look at this kid. Look at my son. Look at this kid. Seven years old. Look at that. Yeah, look at that kid. Looks like he should be on cover of Madden. You know what I mean? Oh, that does look good. That's a great shot. Yeah, see, professional photographer, Fred. <laughs> love it um, it's been a while since I've seen your kid in action too he's, he's growing getting big. he's getting big Boy's getting looks, like a little, looks like a little man <laughs> little man he really does um, but I do love like the color of the grass and maybe it is just your camera do you have an iPhone no that's for the photographer that's not for me oh okay I was going to say these the look fantastic the you yeah. were not yeah. kidding these photos are great Mm. I was like, your damn iPhone is capturing shit really nope. well. Nope. I have a Samsung. Me too. Um, and I think Samsungs do well, but like, my wife always makes me feel bad that I don't have iPhone quality. Okay, now now that that I, the pitch is out of the way, let's re let's refocus. Let me refocus. Start okay. over. Okay. So I was a little discombobulated trying to send that picture. Fair. So. Um, so let's back it up to last Monday, Fred. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, when apple picking, if you remember last show, oh, yeah. I said tomorrow I shall be apple picking. It was a holiday, correct? It and, was a holiday uh, for you. Yes. Columbus so Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day apparently doesn't exist <laughs> for my, uh, for, for healthcare. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I've well, ever been off for Columbus Day in healthcare. So, well, it exists for the post office. There so you go. Another perk. I take it. It. I take it. And uh, yeah, we went to we went apple picking, and I'm not. I'm. You know, these things that we do, Fred. I can take them or leave them. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But I do it for the children. Sure. And uh, we we were watching a um, some friends of ours we were watching their son. Because they had to work also, <laughs> and we're like, you know, we'll go on apple picking. We'll take the, we'll take the boy with our boy. We'll have a good time. And uh, so this used to be just this farm you would go to, right? Mm -hmm. And it would have a maze, like a corn maze you could go through, and then they'd have little tractors that would take you up to where the, the apple orchard was, and you, you know, very simple. 
And then they would usually have a little concession place you go into, right, where you get like a apple cider donuts or apple cider. Yeah. And you can buy some pumpkins. You know, it's like a little little t- little place like that. Um, That's not me. So, I promise. Is that you? <laughs> it's you not don't. me. Um, so we went this time. We haven't, I don't think we went last year. I can't remember. But we went this we went this year and boy did they step up their game for it. That place I think has gotten really popular, right? Because mm-hmm. we pulled in, right? They still have a corn maze. They still have the tractors that go to the orchard. Uh, they still have the little place you go in and you, you get this the the bakery is in there and you get stuff. Um, but now they have like I don't really remember this. But now they actually have a real bakery in there, like with windows. You can look in and see them cooking and stuff. Oh, I, was like, I don't know if I remember that. That looks more modern than I, I remember. I love that stuff, though. Yeah, and then they have like that ice cream window, right? They nice. had an open barn with a band, like a dude just jamming. They had a picnic table area with food trucks, Fred, all types of food trucks. You'd love they had, to like, see a playground. it. They had face painting. They had, they went, they were going in, going in. I was like, look at this. They stepped up But that's up a good thing, game, right? Yeah. When you go to something that's like, it was nice, but it wasn't. And then you go back and it's like super nice. Like as long as it doesn't attract the wrong crowd, that mm-hmm. sounds pretty cool. It was fun. And we went apple picking and we had a good time and I got fried dough. And then we Those got are otherwise ice known and- as donuts, my friend. No, no. Fried dough, Fred. Or, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Fried dough. Not donuts. Sure. Big flat piece of dough that you put powdered sugar on and butter. Oh. Cinnamon sugar. I don't know about the butter part, dough but boys. it sounded like you were talking about a funnel cake, maybe. It's like a funnel cake. It's the same stuff that you make a funnel cake with. Except a funnel cake is like drizzled into the oil, so it makes almost like a burnt, like a flat, yeah, like squiggly thing. This is like flattened out dough, like 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 a pizza dough, and you throw it and you cook it up like that. Oh, that sounds same awesome. Thing. Yeah, but I've never seen that. I'm I'm not saying it doesn't boys. exist. I just I guess I guess dough boy. You could call it a dough boy. Dough boy. I've always called it fried dough. And then they brush butter on it, and then powdered sugar or cinnamon, whatever you want on there. Nice. It's delicious. Both. Um, so that was Monday. So we did do that. That was very fallish, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, we had such a busy, we had such a busy um, Sunday, you know, with the football game and then my daughter's chair comp, which my first one of the year, and it was just like, oh, boy, here we go, girl power. Like, it's like you forget when you just like, it, I'm just it is funny because I was, I was thinking to myself like I'm surprised there's not more like teenage boys here like like <laughs> high school spirit like because you go to the basketball games and stuff even the girl basketball games and the, and all the the guys come because it's like team spirit like you know that all the students mm-hmm. come but not really at the the competitions right you don't see any of the the, the boys there. and I'm like you think they would be here because I'm watching this and I'm like, it's nothing. If I was a 16 year old boy, this would be like, like we were just talking about rated R movies. This would be a rated R movie if I was a 16 year old boy because it's nothing but cheerleaders 
in short skirts jumping around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and I'm just like, if, I, if I'm six, when I was, I guess you're right. I guess the bar is, I guess back in the 80s when I was 16, a girl that just wore a, a skirt and sat down a certain way would be like, would make you weak. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and on that note, like I dated a girl all through high school who was a dancer, like a, um, you know, mm-hmm. not a stripper. Um, like a, she did ballet, she did jazz, she did modern. <clears throat> and I remember going and hanging out at all of her performances or competitions. Obviously, I'd pick her up and drop her off because she was in a family with a lot of siblings. Um, not a ton, but like three or four. And so when you're a teenager and you're doing this for yourself, you know, your parents, they come to the recitals and stuff, but they go to less and less items. And if you're her boyfriend, you're going to bring her to and from. And yeah, it's just girls in leotards like the whole time. Like they're just in leotards, skin tight, sometimes with, you know, hose on underneath, sometimes not. And it's just a slew of women and the occasional gay man just running around. And you'd think, yeah, be, was- yeah but at the same time, like, they don't, I don't think any of them flirt with any of the guys who are at any of these competitions. And I was often the only boyfriend. It was well, my experience that a lot of dancers didn't date, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't mean like it was a club. And the guys are going there to pick up women like it's a dating pool. I just meant, I the just meant stuff. the visuals. Like it's it's like I'm in obviously in the father role now. Like I, I think look they at all would these be girls. uncomfortable trying to enter a cheer competition if they didn't know someone there. I'm not saying yeah, I, know, I would be, but, but I'm saying if your school's in it, right? So if there's like basketball, football, I see your point. Right? Yeah, why or, not? Or girl, girl basketball, like. All the dudes come to it. Like they all support the high school team. So why aren't they at the cheer competition? So I'm just saying this is your prime opportunity because if you're like 16 to 17, it's just a gymnasium filled with with teenagers from across across the land with their butt cheeks hanging out. And it's like, hey, we go. And I was and I was making a joke to my buddy about that. I was like, "This is like, I'm just amazed. Like, I'm in father mode, right? You know what I mean? My brain doesn't ain't looking like that. The mind's protective mode. I look at all these girls and, and my daughter and stuff. I'm like, you know, I see boys walk by and I'm like, look, these punks, get out of here. But if I was that age, I'm just like, this would be like, oh yeah. But I was a nerd in high school, so I, I wouldn't even go. Near that would be oh hell I would you wouldn't even go, I would dead no I did all like, like I don't know if you know this but like in, my, in the world trees three of the head well they weren't head cheerleaders one was the head cheerleader but there's only one but three of the most popular cheerleaders in school they all had boyfriends too I went to multiple concerts that I never would have gone to other than the fact that I got to hang out with them and I was in the friend zone and everybody was like. Dude, you're in the friend zone. I was like, yeah, no shit. I have a girlfriend. They have boyfriends who would whoop the fucking shit Mm -hmm. out of me. And they're like, then why are you going? And I'm like, because I get to hang out with the hottest girls in school at a fucking concert. I get to hear their stories. I get to see what makes them tick. I get to see them be them. 
They get to have right. a good time. And so I did do that. It was two concerts. I went with them to Alan Jackson. And then I went with them to, um, I think it was in sync opening for Britney Spears with Britney Spears mm-hmm. opening, but it might've been Backstreet Boys with Britney Spears opening. It was early on. Like it was, I think right before her, you know, hit me baby one more time, hit the airwaves for the first time. And I remember being right. like, cause she came on stage for that song, like wearing like a little schoolgirl outfit. And I was like, that pop star is fucking hot. God, I hope she's of age. And I was only 15 mm-hmm. at the time, so it was, or 16. But, and then it turned out she was, she was old, she was my age, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I think Britney Spears and I are like the same age. Um, but I was like, fuck. Um, but I remember going to both of those concerts and having a blast with those girls. And everybody was hugging. It was fun hugging mm-hmm. all those girls. It's the closest I'll ever get to touching them. And they were super nice. And I wasn't creepy. Right. We were just talking and watching the concert and I didn't love it, but whatever. That's how I learned that country concerts were fun. Um, mm-hmm. But and then somebody got wise. I think it was Rudy. I remember after going to that second concert, Rudy came up and talked to me. He was the lead, the head cheerleaders girl or boyfriend. He was like, yeah. Hey, Fred. You don't go to concerts with Lindsay, Ashley and Kelly anymore. Their names were Lindsay, Ashley and Kelly. <laughs> Jesus. They were all ending in Y, though. They didn't do the crazy I bullshit or anything. But yeah, um, they were like, you don't you don't go to those anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, OK, sorry. I guess I don't go to those anymore. And we got along like me and Rudy, mm-hmm. but like Rudy wouldn't hang out with me. But he was kind of like, I'm doing this as a courtesy because you're friends with my girlfriend. I'm not going to beat your ass, but you don't go to activities with them anymore. All right. So he must have heard my name used twice in in two weeks worth of plans and knew it had to end. But I totally would have gone to the cheerleading competition. Yeah. Yeah. Without question. (laughs) For the reasons you just named, not to show school spirit. I just, I don't know. I I never noticed it before. um, Oh shit. I noticed it when I was in high school. When you were in high school, but like, I never knew this thing exist. These existed obviously when I was in high school, but just sitting there, you know, watching, I'm like, it's a, it's it's girl. It's mostly girls and it's in parents and that's it. But I'm like, oh yeah, like, they're still kind of alpha over most. here. I don't think they allow male cheerleaders at Kansas schools. They're very gender heavy here, right? I mean, they're very old school out here and and antiquated at best. But I don't think they allow male cheerleaders out here. However, in Chicago, we always had a couple of male cheerleaders because they can just launch those girls in the air. Yeah, this is more like college though, right? No, this was in high school. They were they were cheerleaders. Now, unlike the movie Bring It On though, the two male cheerleaders at our school were gay. <laughs> Very gay. Um, yeah, they don't Whereas they don't, in college and in like the movie Bring It On, like one of the male cheerleaders was gay, but like a majority of them were straight. And I think that's still true. I think a majority of male cheerleaders are straight, but it is a great strength training thing. Like you get to hoist these girls up and you are always socializing with them and stuff. And a lot of them, it is a college ride. So I don't know. Yeah. The, the high school, all the high school stuff I've ever watched, they never get that crazy. <laughs> as, as far as like throwing people in the air like that, like 
know what I mean? They just oh yeah, so. and I I will say it probably wasn't that crazy when I was watching the high school ones either. It was probably more like I don't know, like just just lifts, right? The girls on their shoulders or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, chair competition. Uh, I think my daughter's team got robbed. Did in place, but um, yeah, that sucks. That's the heartbreak. I was watching it, and um, it's hard for me to watch those competitions. Mm-hmm. Kind of like talent shows. I don't want to see any of the groups mess up. As much as like people want them to mess up, so your group, so your team can win. I don't like that. I don't want to see them doing those stunts and dropping the girls. You know, they go up in those pyramids and they, they drop them and stuff. I love and the because, stunts, but no, I'm with you. I never want to see anyone get dropped because those girls can seriously get hurt. And that is not. They get, well, my thing isn't them getting hurt. That sounds terrible. But I understand what you meant. It's I know how much um, practice. They do mm-hmm. like all these teams and, and work that goes into it. And then for competition day to like flub it. I'm like, I can't imagine. Yeah. But they, they got to keep going, right? They got to yeah. keep going. But you can see their faces and you're like, because oh, they know. I, I hate that so much. Yeah. Like it makes me cringe. And I'm like, oh. and so that's for other teams. So you can imagine when it's my daughter's team. I can barely it watch. Worse. Yeah. I can barely watch it. I'm like, oh my God. And then when it's over, I'm like, probably as relieved as she is, you know? I'm just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Went well. Went well. Dodge but, it. Okay. Dodge it. But, um, yeah, otherwise than that, man, it's like everything was kind of crammed into the weekend, just hanging out with friends and, and having some drinks and all that good stuff. And like I said, I've been heavy, heavy into Rebels. Yeah. I think Rebels uh, – might be in in the upper crust of quality Star Wars uh, stuff. So do you find it better than Clone Wars? So Clone Wars... I'm, I promise that wasn't intentionally trying to throw no, no, you no. off. I've had this... Um, you don't understand. I've had some very... I have very in-depth conversations about this stuff. I believe you. Know, this is what I do with my time. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Clone Wars, in my opinion, is heavy on story mm-hmm. at times, but not a lot of action. Right? So there's a lot of episodes with not a lot sure. happens. Um, and even when stuff does happen, it's not it's not like crazy crazy, right? Yeah. And also yeah, yeah. because it's prequel era sometimes the emotional response isn't there for certain things as in when you watch rebels which is thrust more into the new hope era um you know it's rogue one era if you will um and they're using that john williams like original score like remix there's something more emotional when you hear like stuff is highlighted with the original Star Wars score and stuff. Oh, sure. Opposed to prequel stuff, in in my opinion. Whereas Rebels is does have good story, but it's it's also 
high octane Star Wars action, <laughs> like straight up, like you know, you know, yellow leader one, check it in, red, you know, nice, and ships twirling into the star destroyers and you know that kind of shit. Like they go in with the dog fighting in the lightsabers in the music and uh Tam, I need to Yeah, I need to um Have you ever watched Rebels? No. And you know you know it's really sad. I own nope. between three and five seasons of Rebels. Well, so on there's my only Plex two, server. So there's only four seasons okay. of Rebels. So it's a good watch. Um yeah I've got on my Plex server I've got the discs. Um, and, but I was doing that stupid thing where I was like, I need to really finish Clone Wars. And now that I'm like five and a half seasons into Clone Wars, I'm starting to think maybe I could just switch over to Rebels. Um, so Clone Wars, I tell people when they're going to watch Clone Wars, start at season four. Like you can skip maybe season three. But one and two, you can definitely chuck, right? Because there is some there is some story, but there's also a lot of that episodic shit where it's just like yes, monster of the week episodes. stuff, kind of like early yes. Buffy, yeah. And Rebels does have a little bit of that, um, okay. but again, it's only four seasons, right? <laughs> um, and then Clone Wars picks up in the middle, season four really picks up because they get into Maul, like Darth Maul shit. Um, yeah, that's true. And then it tapers off a little bit, and then um, I would say seven, the one they made later for Disney Plus, mm-hmm. they're finishing off where they sort of they sort of like fade it into where it should be, right? Because it ended with six, it kind of got canceled, right? So it kind of just stopped, and there wasn't really closure in anything before episode three happens. Movie wise, yeah, because this all takes place between two and three. You know, the yep. twenty, the how many years are in between there? Ten years? Is, I don't know, <clears throat> bunch of two years. Um, yeah. It's a lot of years between two and three. You know, um, and so no, there's yeah. no way Anakin and Padme got to ten year reunion or ten year anniversary no, before he goes all evil. But I see what you're saying. A lot happens. The fucking a lot happens. wars happens. A couple years of war happens. <laughs> you know? Well, like, and we At get least. into it a little bit in the show, but I think Ahsoka, like, m- remember, she goes from Padawan to damn near Jedi, like, in the course of the show. Right. And so. then when you... And, yeah, she grows up a little. And then, obviously, in Rebels, she's more of an adult. Because I didn't even know she was in Rebel. I need to watch this show. She does. She pops. There's a lot going on in Rebels, man. Maul pops up in Rebels. Obi Wan pops up in Rebels. She. Um, a lot of um, Darth Vader obviously is a big part of Rebels. Um, you know, I'd like to talk to you. I, I thought you had watched it because I was going to go deep for a second, but Sorry, not if you didn't yet, watch. But it. now I want to. Um. So, yeah, um, there is put this way. All right. So I won't tell you what happens, but I will let you know there is a Maul Obi-Wan reunion resolution. 
Ah, okay. I always got a hint that something happens, but yeah. And because Maul is a big part of Clone Wars, and he's a big part of Rebels, and it's sad that his Darth Maul's character only got to have a story arc in the cartoons. You know, people didn't watch the cartoons. He he just he begins and ends in episode one, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he barely talks. Yeah. He says two words. He talks a lot in the cartoons. He's very smart. Like he's very like elder statesman type dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's a big part of Clone Wars. And so if people don't know in Clone Wars, uh, he has a he has a, um there's a character called Savage Opress, and it's his brother. Savage and, Opress. Yeah, <clears throat> a savage oppress. I think I have uh, up. criticized that um, name before, but <laughs> um, and he's told he's told by the witches of D- Dathomir, right? If you play the games, you know. If you oh the Dathomir, yeah, yeah, the um, um, they're like they're like you know, with they're witches. They're like you know. Fucking whatever, fortune tellers. They're like mystics. Um, they're yeah. Uh, they're, Darth in, Maul's they're in Ahsoka, and they're uh, Ahsoka, but they're in um, Jedi Fallen Order. I believe you go to Dathomir, don't you? What are the women on your crew? Isn't Jedi she Fallen a, Order. You go to Dathomir, yeah. But isn't the girl the girl you pick yep. up along the way? Isn't she, she is. a descendant of one of the witches or whatever? Yeah, um, no, she's one of them. She's she's one of them. That's right. Yeah. So the Night Sisters isn't that what they're called? Yeah, well, yeah. The, yeah, and then the, the witches, whatever. But they, they tell, they let him know that he has he has blood out there that's still alive. So he goes searching, and he finds Darth Maul and like on the planet that he died on. He was, and he's like in a trash bin somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's living down the sewers, like in this trash plant, or whatever. And he has like spider legs, and he's literally set like feral. Like he's just been nuts, like for so long by himself and like crazy, and uh, Savage Opress brings him back, and and snaps him out, and that's how he gets his little robotic legs, and they rise up, and he sort of, at one point he's sitting on the throne of Mandalore. Like there's a lot going on with Maul. Um, Obi Wan falls in love with Bo Katan's older sister, who's the the princess of uh. Damn. Of Mandalore and Darth Maul fucking kills her in front of Obi Wan, like it's fucking nuts, man. There's a lot going on in those cartoons, and Darth Maul has a great arc. And then you see him in Rebels, uh, and he's kind of a broken thing because he also hates the Empire. He hates everybody because he feels the Empire abandoned him and betrayed him. They did, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then he hates obviously the Jedi's and all them for what they did. He hates everybody. So he's a man without an island and he's just lost. And uh, all he has is Obi-Wan on his brain. And uh, it's a very sad reunion. Made me roll mm-hmm. a tear. I'm not I'm not kidding. Um, I, I think Rebels is amazing. And I have little, about half a season four to finish. And then I can go into Ahsoka. And, uh, oh, you haven't watched Ahsoka? No. I won't watch. Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm glad I didn't go any further. Then <laughs> um, I've seen. I've always seen. I've, uh, I've, I've obviously seen thumbnails and shit that people post. So I, I, I know stuff that's in it. 
But I decided to watch the first episode, and it was so Rebels heavy. I'm like, nope. (laughs) I said, nope, I'm not doing it. I want to get the emotional value out of that show. And I'm not going to get it by just knowing these characters through osmosis. I want to know these characters and what they mean. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm doing. And I'm almost done. And so, um, yeah. Rebels, man. It's the shit. I recommend that show to anybody. And um, Like I said, I need to check it out. And um, I'll just mention it. Controversially, I am not going to pay for Disney Plus when they do the price hike. So Mm. we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up our stuff. I finished Ms. Marvel. I finished um, Secret Invasion. I finished... uh, um, we're finishing up Loki before November 10th, and mm-hmm. um, we've got one or two episodes left of Ahsoka because Autumn's been a pain in the ass to get into the room. Um, but because I've got Rebels and a lot of that stuff, um, I'm not yeah. going to like never have Disney+, Plus, but I'm just not going to have it constantly. No one in the family other than me really watches it, mm-hmm. and I already own the whole run of like x-men and spider-man and mm. now that i bought wandavision and things like that like i've got <clears throat> a decent amount of those items i've always bought the disney blu-rays because those 4ks drop in price so quick um that i mm-hmm. buy them for like nine bucks a piece so i don't need it need it but there's there's going to be continuing content so i know i'll subscribe for like a month here a month there you know right when in the future watch, but yeah yeah uh, i I'd, I'd urge anybody to watch uh, rebels if you're a Star Wars guy, if you're not a Star Wars guy. Well, and like I said, I bought those seasons early on because I got a deal mm-hmm. on them years ago and I meant to watch them and never did. Um, it was when I was collecting the Clone Wars shows. I need to like watch the shows I buy. Um, and so since I've got those, I'm only missing at most one of the seasons. And so mm-hmm. if I start watching it and I really go for it, like it won't be anything off my back to just buy a quick Blu-ray season, you know? Yeah, and I like Chopper, the little the mech, astromech unit they have. Yeah. He's uh, in the cartoon. He's ruthless. There you he's, go. Yeah, he's a prick, and uh, you can keep a body count for that, George. He marks people. You don't Love give it. a fuck. Like he just kill. You're like, oh, he killed those people. Okay. So we're doing this now. <laughs> yeah, he just he just kills people, and I'm like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, there was one where the, he's not fucking Batman. Storm, I mean, it's like there's four stormtroopers chasing him, and he's like, they always spray painted him to match an imperial droid, and they sneak him on places like he's always infiltrating stuff. So he's always, <laughs> and those are chasing him, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to get off the ship, and he just goes to an airlock and sticks his little fucking thing in there. And he's like, burp, 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 and he fucking, he always sounds like he's. I swear they're making him swear without swearing. Because the way he talks, he's always saying, like, fuck it and fuck you. So he's like Kenny he's in like, South Park ah. where you couldn't quite tell yeah. what he was saying. Yeah, he's like, yeah, but it's very close to his demeanor. And I'm like, I think he just told those people to fuck off. And then <laughs> and then suddenly he's like Scooby-Doo. And then once in a while he will say something. Like his groans and beeps will be the actual, like, sort of like, okay, sort of. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Be like, okay, I think he is saying fuck off. And then those four stormtroopers chasing me, he's just like opens the door and like just blows these stormtroopers out in the space. And I go, oh, they're dead. 
He just killed <laughs> those guys. They're definitely dead. Yeah. Yeah. He does stuff like that all the time. It's pretty funny. Um, I'm sorry. Ah, fill, trying to fill in my week with cartoon talk. Anyways. Uh, done pretty good, but like, don't let me stop you now. Keep going if you got more. No, 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 no. No, I that's about it. horror that, movies for God knows how long. It's um, it's been a weird fall, hasn't it? Like my my weeks have been strangely void of like different things. So very odd, you know. Except um, I guess I can mention whatnot, right? We had the whatnot show on Wednesday. Oh yes, yes. I'm. I keep. I promise. I will keep trying to join, but I am. Weeknights are not my friend. <laughs> no. I just always yep. have shit going on. Yeah. Well, it continues. I think it's because my It'd wife be works the weekend, so she makes weeknight plans. Yeah. Yeah, like the kids are off Thursday and Friday this week at school. I have no idea why. Oh. I think our remember I told you my school just takes off random days. Yeah, all the time. And so they're just off Thursday and Friday this week. So, of course, okay. Julie's like, okay, well, then we're all going to hang out with friends on Wednesday night. And I was like, like, we, all of us? And she goes, yeah, you're coming too. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, Fred, absent Fred again. People no, I'll ask. try to see if I can join from the get-together and just, what are you doing over there, honey? Nothing. I'll be there. Nothing. Nothing. About it. Nothing. I might see what I can stuff. do. Might have some stuff for you. I'm not sure. Don't you know? worry about it. That's not your problem. <laughs> I always see stuff and I'm like, this Fred would like this. Hey, Fred like look, this one, I think. The the week I should have been on, I missed it. And I missed two pops. It's fine. Yeah, magic's magic's gone, unfortunately. It's all good. Uh, you know, I'm sure she's in a good home. She's probably in a good home. But uh yeah, Wednesday's at nine. Yeah. Keep going as long as I can, I guess. <clears throat> that's, that's the plan. And holy shit, I should, I guess I should mention this, Fred. Okay. So I had my show and then I'm packing up my shit the next day. All right. I'm, I'm sitting there watching Rebels and I'm packing up stuff and I'm looking at my app and I look, my hundredth pop sold. Oh, nice. Sold a hundred pops. That's great, man. How crazy is that? Yeah. What started as a little, just a little talk on this show, like a little, like fun little thing on this show, where I was like, "Hey, check this app out. I should sell some pops on here." And now, it's taken a few months, but under pop sold, Fred. Perseverance. You should be proud. Perseverance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah awesome. I'm proud. You it took. Uh, awesome. You you started like I mean, like I said, it's it's coming together. <laughs> you did not let stubbornness hold you back. Like if you just stuck to Mondays, who knows? But more than likely, probably things would have still been not quite to your liking. And mm -hmm. instead, you adjusted, and you're seeing Making responses. Moves. Like that's awesome. Making moves. Yep. Making moves. So um, thank you to. Uh, is it, I'm trying to think of the, the BMN. Is the name. 19-something, mm -hmm. and a date. can't remember his real name. I do the packaging, so I know the real names. Right, I don't yeah. like saying the real names. <laughs> you know what I mean? On the show. But you know who you are, B-Man. You've got my – you bought the 100th pop from Trees. Oh, there you Be go. Proud. I wish I wish I had realized it before I, like, mailed the stuff out. Maybe I would have put 
like a little note or something extra in there. Who knows? You know? Um, Maybe at the 200th pop. So get by him. 200 pop. <clears throat> buy him. You know, there's Anyways. some unlucky schmuck out there who has mm-hmm. a um, copy of E.T. for the 2600 that is signed by me. Yeah. Do you remember we did that crazy giveaway? No. I don't I remember I did that. that. Maybe... Maybe you weren't on the show anymore, or you weren't regularly on the show anymore. Um, I think so, I got ET out of like a blind box thing. Like I was at the Midwest Gaming Classic. I think I think it was the one when I went and interviewed Sushi X and Ken Williams. And um, yeah, I, I I have a episode in the Gaming History One Hundred and One Vaults where I talked to them about like uh, it was Trickman Terry and uh, Sushi X. Oh, and they, they talked about, like, you know, how they got into fighting games and how they knew the moves and who gave them what and then how they figured out cheat codes and stuff. It was a fun episode. Um, and uh, I bought a bunch of blind box stuff and gave them out as prizes for asking questions. And I remember I gave out a complete copy of Mortal Kombat on Genesis. I gave out a super Famicom version of Street Fighter Two. And I remember I gave out something else and then I offered somebody, I bought these blind boxes for like two bucks a piece and each one had those games in there. Um, and I offered somebody E.T. and they turned it down. They said they didn't want it. And so then they gave it away <laughs> on the show. <laughs> nice. And you signed it? Somebody made a joke about me signing it. So then I said I'd do it. And then the person who won it did ping me and was like, yeah, can you sign it? I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> sure. Someday he's going to forget. Someday he's going to bring that to a shop. Right. They're going to go, who the fuck's <laughs> like, Fred? Oh, like, you can't know. tell. You can't tell it says Fred Rojas. My yeah. signature is pretty rough. <laughs> nice. It's it's uh, it's is signed by Drew Barrymore. Right. <laughs> can't you see? Can't you see it? Don't you see it says Elliot. Um, That's right. But, uh, yeah, so. Oh, very good. All right, <clears throat> man. Well, very good. That's, that's our long-winded week's. There you go. But, uh, you know, I'm sure we played some games this week. Um, Three years. Played some no? games. <laughs> Maybe. So. Yeah, sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah, without further ado, I guess I'll just jump into it. Let's talk about iGames. Yeah. All right. Well, so, Trees, for starters, I'll just do something light. Um, I am big on... You know, uh, games that like really set the mood or help me de-stress and things like that. And sometimes there's a lot of stress involved in my life. And Mm -hmm. I have to tell you a new ritual I started doing this week for no reason whatsoever was when I get done with work for about half an hour, maybe 45 minutes. I've been playing. It started with Guitar Hero, but it became Rock Band. Because the more guitar here I've been playing, like Neversoft, the way they did it was always like more of a video game thing. So it was less about the music. Like if you knew the rhythm of the music, they'd always throw in random notes that would like throw you off and fuck you up. And I never liked that. Whereas Rock Band is a little more, right? It became more of just like a karaoke thing where like people can play guitars in the background and stuff. Right, right, right. I have over 700 DLC tracks for Rock Band. Um, yeah. So when I do a pick a random song, there's a big list to pick from and it's just been a good way to de-stress and hang out. I even play songs that I don't think I'll love. Um, 
or I don't know at all. Like, I don't even know how I went about acquiring a lot of these songs. I'm sure it seemed like a good idea at the time. So that's been fun. Um, I've been playing. What's your, oh, sorry. What's your instrument of choice? Guitar. You, play, you just play the guitar or you play, do have all do you play all instruments? I used to sing and guitar for reasons that my voice can probably explain. I don't sing anymore. Um, okay. I always found bass boring. I know people hate when I say that because they're like, bass guitar's the shit. You just don't know. Um, and the drums get tiring <laughs> to me, but I do have my full rock band set up. Like if you go down into my basement, I got two guitars set up, the drums and the... Uh, and the microphone, it is my original Rock Band 1. No, I think I did switch it to the Rock Band 2 microphone. So I have a Rock Band 2 microphone, but I do have the original Rock Band 1 microphone also as a backup. Um, I do have the original Rock Band 1 drums, which I heard the mm. second ones were better. I don't know. Those are the ones I bought. They work fine. Um, and then I have two of the Xbox 360, apparently heavily sought after USB wired Explorer guitars. Um, hmm. I have those and those have always been the guitar hero guitar I used. I always just bought the game by itself without a guitar and I always liked those. And, um, one is starting to finally, you know, live it out. Like when I'd miss things, it just didn't seem like it was registering button presses, right. And stuff like that. But I got the other one, which no one ever used really. And it seems to work fine. So I'm still good, but again, there will be a time where both of those guitars will break and there's no way in fucking hell I'm going to try to get another one. It'll just be the end of an era. It's just one yeah. of those many gaming things like light guns where, right, like you have them until they don't work anymore and then they're not going to work. And I but don't... They're not... And, and sorry if you already said this, but they're, they're not Guitar Hero guitars, right? Are they the separate... They are guitar, guitar hero guitars, actually. Are they made by? That's not the same company, though, right? So, rock band and no rock those are band that was broke off, so or? so. Yeah, here's a here's the quick thirty second version. Okay, Harmonics made Rock Band for the PlayStation Two under publisher MTV Games. Then they did Rock Band Two, and I believe. No, wait, MTV Games was Rock Band, sorry. Guitar Hero 1 was uh, was Harmonix, and I think it was an Activision property. And then Guitar Hero 2 came out, and that's when it became a phenomenon on PS2. And that is when right. I got into it. I remember seeing Guitar Hero 2 all over Walmart, and I thought it looked really stupid. And I think Julie and I were dating already, and she goes, I'll get that for you for your for Christmas or something. And I was like, really you will. And then she did buy it for me and we started playing it. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. And, mm -hmm. um, I bought guitar hero one because they clearanced them out like Activision does. So guitar hero one on PS2 got clearanced out with the guitar. And so I remember it was like 80 bucks for guitar hero two with the guitar on PS2. And then I bought rock band one 
with a guitar for like 40 bucks for the bundle. And then Julie and I each had a guitar. And we have long since burned those out, those guitars. But um, I do still have the discs, I think, for all the rock, or all the Guitar Hero. Just the one, two, and 80s, I think, is what came out. And then on 360, they re-released it, and that's the guitars I have. They had the Explorer guitar. It was the white USB one that came with Guitar Hero 2. So I bought the bundle on 360 to switch it over. And then I bought, they literally sold the extra guitar separate. <laughs> and then Harmonix didn't stay with Activision. They broke off on their own, teamed up with MTV Games and made Rock Band. And the reason why was because they wanted to make one with a full band. And Activision was like, no, we've got a good thing with this guitar thing. We're just going to ride it out. So that's mm -hmm. when they said, we're going to do our own thing. And they got with MTV and Red Octane, who made the controllers for Guitar Hero, made the controllers for Rock Band. And I did buy the original bundle with the whole band. But the guitar didn't do the clicky for the strum. It was just a loose strum bar. And I hated that. And so mm. that... I don't know if I still have that guitar. I might, but I'd never use it even if I did. And I didn't use it. And I just, I remember the the Guitar Hero controllers would be compatible with the uh, Rock Band game. And they all had cross compatibility on 360. So I was like, cool, I'm just going to use this. So I've always mm -hmm. just used those original 360 controllers. And then from Guitar Hero 3 and on, they were wireless. But I never got into them. And I never That's bought the right. bundles. And... Um, Guitar Hero 3, moving on, was Activision, and that was done by Neversoft. So Neversoft did all the Guitar Hero games after that, and Rock Band was all the um, harmonics people. So that's my, the story. My favorite... I never played Rock Band. Um, I only played Guitar Hero. Gotcha. I think Guitar Hero 3... Guitar Hero 3 was a pinnacle right in the 360. Hell yeah. Um, that was a great... No. That still is a great game. That's one I think everybody played the most, right? Sure, um, absolutely. That had the Through the Fire and the Flames by Dragon yeah, yeah, Force yeah. that was like insane. And I think I could beat it on hard. But you had to practice forever. Nowadays, I never could. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that was the big one. The other thing that was really big that people don't remember anymore was that Guitar Hero 3 had mostly not covers. They got masters. Whereas people forget that Guitar Hero 2 had a great set list <clears throat> but it was just harmonics cover bands. It was not, it was not the original songs. There still so. was a lot of covers on Guitar Three. Was there? Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I remember Cherry Pie, and I'm like, that is not warrant. <laughs> um, but um, that was my favorite guitar because I remember I did some thing at Best Buy, and it, and they gave me a Sex Pistols plate. Ah, uh, yes. So, and that one was um, Slash. It was Slash's Les Paul. And then they had a bunch of faceplates yeah. on them. Yeah, you could yeah, also was, uh, remove like the stock or whatever and replace it and various things like that. I remember people bought custom stocks. And the whole idea was that you could just replace it. And I think there was even a pre order bundle that had like a case for your guitar. <laughs> I remember random shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I've always just had yeah. my original ones and 
nowadays they're all just used, right? Used to shit and you never know. I'm not even going to play that game. It's also why I don't buy light guns anymore. When my Dreamcast mm-hmm. light gun died, it's gone. Uh, Guitar Hero... <clears throat> was it Guitar Hero Live? What was the last one they put out? The Xbox One. And uh, that was I think I had Rock like... Band 4? No, no Guitar, Guitar Hero Live, Hero. yes. I, yeah, had it for, they had the I got it on PS4, but yes. And I do have it, that guitar. I think I had to throw that guitar in the trash. I didn't play that game very much. No, it was awesome, though. Like, the whole live, the live channel was The amazing. live channel was awesome, but now that that's off and you just have yeah, the random no... Mumford & Sons bullshit that's on the <laughs> on the disc, yeah. it's no the fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. like, why am I playing at this hippie, hippie festival? It stinks. But, it's yeah. Like, so it was like hamsters up in this place. Um, and my, <laughs> my brother-in-law has Rock Band 4 for the Xbox One. And the only reason I didn't, I wasn't interested in that, I think he does have the disc here because he has two discs. Because he ended up buying it with just the guitar and then they made a super deal for the bundle. He got it like on clearance at GameStop for like the whole band bundle for like 40 bucks or something brand new and um Mm. he gave me his second disc and you can download all the songs but you had to do it one song at a time through the interface of the game and i remember doing it like and you didn't get to see your previous stuff you had to know what the songs were and hunt them down on the store and it just took so long i was like fuck this so i just keep my Mm. 360 that has all the stuff downloaded on it but nice but yeah, they did do those connections if you'll do them. Like, I'll give Rock Band more credit. But anyway, so I've been doing that and that's been fun. I still play on Expert most of the time, but I do the thing where if I'm not having fun with it or it's far too hard, I just skip the song, move to the next one. Yeah. I just go back to the song list and go random song. So, <clears throat> but, um, and then this will be very brief, but I've been playing... Um, Magic the Gathering Arena, still enjoying Ooh. that. Um, it's, um, I think, Wilds of Eldraine is the current set, which is um, uh, fairy tale stuff. I made a wicked Pied Piper rat deck that's red and black <laughs> and fucking bitches up with that. There are a couple people who can overcome it, but I've been having a good time with that. It's, it's great because every time you kill a rat, more rats replace it. So it's been fun. I played a rat deck today where it was another guy doing a rat deck. And you know me, Trees, humble man. Of course, my rat deck mopped the fucking floor with his rat deck. I threw in a couple of things they're not ready for. So What clown even think his rat deck can compete? Yeah, he, he gave up. So he did. He gave up. Beat his ass. Beat that bitch with a bat. But... um and then I did start work. I haven't gotten through it just yet, Trees. But I, got, I started work on a, um, on a uh, black and green deck. Okay. Uh, I forget. Uh, one of my cornerstones is a troll. But yeah, I'm, I'm working on something there. I think it's going to be um, <laughs> poisonous candy men. Oh. So it's all candy creatures that... Mm-hmm. Um, that kill you and make a, a, a sweet treat that gives me back life every time they, they kill something. Of course. So, yeah, it's fun. 
Oh, no, I think the way they work, there's at least one that works this way, is if you let him damage you, so if you let him through and don't block him, I get a treat out of it. But if you block him, he has what's called death touch. So he kills whoever blocks him. A little treat. Yeah. So anyway, having fun with that. Having fun with the with Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, but as you know, it's it's um, Halloween. And so yep. I like the horror games. I know you do. So um, <clears throat> I, for some reason, I'm just not drawn to keep playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. And it's, it's a well-done remake, but I think I already talked about why. So I just had no desire to play it. Hmm. And oddly enough, though, I had a weird desire to go back and play Resident Evil 1 with the unlimited rocket launcher now that I've unlocked it. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, but I haven't played any of those. And uh, so there were a couple other games that I wanted to play. So um, I think both of these were Scoop Scooperson was like, yo, you should try these. So one was called Song of Horror. So I'll start with that one. Song of Horror, Song I've had for a while. I got it as like a, um, uh, like in a, a humble bundle or something. I have the PC version, which I don't know which version he played, but if you've played the console version, you won't have some of the problems I ran into. I initially ran into problems because it's an old Unreal 4 game. And there was, or maybe an, un, yeah, an Unreal 4 game. And there was a weird update where with the new Intel processors and my new gaming PC has you know, a newer Intel, it has a 12th gen. <clears throat> like, there's like a weird thing where Unreal games just won't, certain Unreal games that haven't been updated just won't run. Um, so hmm. luckily, the so I would just like run, I would just start the game up and it just wouldn't, it just, it didn't even run. Like it just said starting on Steam. Nothing ever popped up and then it just said, it went back to a play button. Oh. Dug through, I'll give the developers credit, the developers have <clears throat> stuff on the Steam discussions, like at the front, that say if you're having trouble, here's what you got to do. And they either teach you how to shut it down at a system level, or how to just do a special, there's a thing you can do where you right click on your Steam game trees and you say like, run it with these options, and then you just paste in those options so that I didn't have to change my system level stuff. Even though it oh. sounds like disabling that stuff will just get Unreal games to run again, I hate disabling stuff at a system level because then I got to keep track of it and remember it. So if I do it with just the game, that's better. And it did run yeah. fine. And I'm really glad I did that because there were a couple of initial issues I had with Song of Horror. First of all, even at 4K, it looks like garbage on my 4K TV. Like it's just... It was made with much lower res textures and stuff like that. Um, or it does weird stuff with the PC version, which is also a big possibility. Um, <clears throat> but there was that. It ran fine, though. Um, oh. But it was just weird. And the UI didn't scale properly unless I made some weird tweaks and changes. It really didn't play nice with both keyboard and controller. That's very common with PC ports of games that say like PC or controller is supported. Yeah, it's supported, but then they don't let you navigate menus with it. Like it's the simple stuff you don't think about, like having to set up a game with your controller. And in mm. this one, I think there was a thing where when I went into the menu to move items through like part of the inventory, I had to use the mouse instead of the controller. 
And I was like, ugh. Like, that makes sense if you're playing, like, PC developers out there, all, none of you that listen to this show, like, if you're gonna support controllers, you've got to make sure the basic menu is supported. There's even easy stuff you never think about, Trees, like in games where you have to put in a name, like Mm -hmm. Diablo. Diablo is fully integrated to work with controllers until you have to put in your name, and then you have to go dig out (laughs) your your keyboard to type in your name. Because they just mm. assume you've you're sitting there with a keyboard next to you. Hmm. And while I did have a keyboard close to me, what's wrong with a virtual keyboard on a PC? If you detect I'm using a joy, you know, a gamepad. Right, right, right. But whatever. Um, then I started the game, and it's not for me. I'll just say it right now. It's not for me. It comes pretty widely praised. Um, to be fair, I think the same developer did the Maid of Mad Scare or something, which was a Game Pass game. I think it's on Game Pass, where it was a Games with Gold like a year ago or something. And it was kind of like a traversal. People call it walking sim, but it was more of like explore right, right. a haunted house and do puzzles and stuff. And I just really didn't like it. It wasn't bad. It's just not the kind of horror game I want, and neither was this. This is is, like it, a, is that what this game is? Oh. It's like an investigative. It's part Sherlock Holmes. I think you might like it actually. Sherlock Holmes. Now we're it's talking. Part investigation, part puzzles, with random jump scares and supernatural things that make you hide. Eh, in there. Nope. I don't like hiding. And I never even got to that part. I played the game for about an hour and a half. And just did puzzle after puzzle after investigation after investigation. I said, this is not what I come to these games for. I'm out. I just sign up for this. Oh, and trees, they even get more. I might even tempt you more. Even though there are like heartbeat scare things, I'll let Scoop, he'll probably comment on Twitter or something about this. He usually does. But like, it was very few and far between. And it seemed like you just, when you entered a room... The, your heartbeat would go if there was like something near you or something that could scare you and the controller would vibrate lightly and you you could just like leave the danger area like as long as you just casually walked out of the danger area and did something else it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal but but i could be wrong that might escalate but right um when you played this, there was like multiple chapters. There's a prologue that you're one protagonist. But then when you go into the main chapter, there's like four or five protagonists. And you can play or maybe you have to play chapter one for each of them. So hmm. it's very diverse. And they're all, they all have different skills. They all have different ways of doing stuff. They even have special ways of dispelling danger and solving puzzles. But it was a very crazy hybrid of like puzzle solving, investigative stuff, but like very like, I might be overselling it, but like very much like you had to read like journal entries and extract clues and then use those clues to figure out like the puzzle solving was different where it was like, you know, you see things around the world and you have to put things together and puzzle solve. But like the, the investigation stuff was like you had to extrapolate details from like journals and stuff. And then utilize those later to figure out kind of where to go and what to do. Um, Hmm. And then there was the mild, like, I guess I would call it amnesia style stuff where you're not combat by any stretch, but there might be things that could injure you or scare you. 
and you had to make sure to stay clear of them or avoid them. Mm. But I played this for a while and I just, it was, it wasn't meshing with me. It's not my style, No, but it was highly regarded for people and it was on console as well. I think it was on Xbox one and PS4. So, so yeah, and it's an unreal four game. So that makes sense that it would be on those systems. Um, but people seem to like it. If you like that kind of thing. So that was song of horror. Song of horror. Yeah. Next up, what? And I'm sure it gets deeper. I just didn't play it long enough to know. Um, the next game I played, I've talked about this because I. It's one of those many games that I grab when things are like super cheap at GameStop. And okay. I'll talk about the game in a moment, but I will say I'm gonna. This is the last game I played this week, and I'm gonna wrap up with a quick GameStop tale because GameStop seems to have closed a lot of loops. On a lot of ways, you can make them a store worth shopping at. <laughs> but I'll get into that in a minute. Getting so, hip to you guys. So, ripping them off. Yes, yes, very much so, I think is what I'll say. But So the game is called Phobia, but it's spelled... The game is made in um, Port- Portugal. Uh, not Portugal. Portuguese is the main language. Um, Brazil. I think it's a Brazilian company. Okay. But Maximum Games is the publisher, I think. Actually, I don't want to speak ill of this because it's actually really cool. Uh, spoilers, I do like this game. So I want okay. to mention this. So the developer was Pulsatrix. Or De Juegos. <laughs> de Juegos. Sorry, not De Juegos. De Juegos. Um, but in their, they're in Brazil. Sao Paulo. And the reason I knew it was because at first I thought it was Spanish. And... Portuguese is partially like Spanish, but it's different. You can't, they, they don't mesh together. Um, and it says it's Unreal Engine 4 and 5. I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably the Unreal 5 version is just the Steam version. And I can get Steam for pretty cheap, the Steam version for pretty cheap, but I had it for um, Xbox and it was by Maximum Games. So real quick on how I got this and why I got it this way. This is one of the many games where like all of a sudden they'll clearance them out. And what I've noticed at GameStop is when they clearance them out, the PS4 or PS5 versions are usually more expensive because there's many more owners of that. And so they don't need to clearance them out nearly as cheaply, right? They can drop the price to like 10 bucks, sorry, Mm. 15 bucks or 20 bucks. And they, they eventually sell on PS4. The Xbox One versions don't sell like at all. Right. Even series owners don't care about them. And this one's even, quote unquote, enhanced for Series X. It runs at 60 frames a second. Um, Nobody cares. And uh, but but so Xbox ones, there's very small quantities and I usually have to drive all over Kansas City to find them. But I can often find them for cheap. So Phobia is one of the many games that I bought for ten dollars and I was able to use my five dollar monthly certificate and get it for five dollars. And do store pickup. And so this is one of those games. So, and Maximum Games was the publisher, I found out. So anyway, so it's spelled Phobia, F-O-B-I-A. And then I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's Saint Dinfana. So D-I-N-F-N-A. I don't know how you pronounce that. Dinfana Hotel. And 
what this game looked like at first and what it was told to me for. And again, I had this game already, but Scoop did recommend it. So it's like I happen to already own these games because they're doing the rounds as the indie horror games. And I think this game came out last summer. So yeah, so that's where I probably got it like six months ago. Um, and uh, but but like when he recommended them, I'm like, let me try them. So, um, oh, and what is phobia in English? Phobia, P H O B I A. Seriously. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, yep. but uh, but yeah. So yeah, it it's a first person perspective, and they show you. On the cover of it is a young girl in a gas mask, right? And it says hotel. So I'm like, fuck yeah, it's in a hotel and there's a bitch with a gas mask running around. I'm in, right? Or maybe it's your character. I didn't know at the time. I now know it's not. It's a teenage girl in a gas mask that is um, creepily entering in and out of your world. Um, <clears throat> and when you look at the back, you see a guy donning a gun. So it definitely looks kind of like Resident Evil 7. Right. And so the real quick snapshot, when you look it up, Scoop didn't say this. He just gave me the game name. Um, was like, they were like, oh, this is a Resident Evil 7 knockoff. I was like, okay, I'll try mm. out a Resident Evil 7 knockoff. This is not a Resident Evil, so Resident Evil 7 knockoff. I'm going to say that right off the bat, Trees. Okay. What this really is, is it is a hotel. You are in a hotel with multiple floors that you get kind of trapped in. And so it uses clever things like blocking staircases, locked doors, elevators that only have certain buttons on them and stuff. Different methods to keep you into certain areas. And later on... I don't even know if I'd say later on. I'm only about, I would say I'm about like three, four hours in. No, I'm probably four or five hours in now. Um, but, and the game's, depending on who you ask, eight to 12 hours. So there you go. I get the feeling right. I'm getting further along. Um, but the game is more of a puzzle heavy game. It's another puzzle heavy game with lots of escape the room style puzzles and stuff. Maybe a little Resident Evil, but it is more, it's more than a Resident Evil puzzle. Right. Um, and, but it definitely uses Resident Evil's like, Resident Evil 7's interface. And it does have weapons and stuff. And there is a very small amount of bullets and there are enemies. There's a very yeah, limited enemy type. But I'm looking pictures of it. Yeah. I will tell you, Trees, the enemy type looks kind of like a zombie with... It's like upper throat cut open and it's got a beating heart there and you have to hit it yeah. right there. So they've learned to put what you're aiming for in a very tough spot, right? It's not the head and it's not the torso. It's the neck, which is right, kind of a tough. Right. That's harder than a head to hit. Yeah, when they're moving. moving yeah, and they around. move pretty slow, but then they'll have a jump attack where they move real fast. And I'm just going to tell you, so far as I've experienced, you let them hit you, you die. So it has hmm. very few interactions, but if you don't take them out, and I will say these are the, the combat, which is few and far between, is probably what I like least about this game because 
like I'll hit a guy in the neck from across the room and he'll go down in one hit. And I'm like, okay, that was boring. But then there'll be another guy who like emerges out of nowhere and he's like closer to me and it'll take like four hits before he goes down and I might die in that time. And so I don't like that. But there's very few bullets, very few enemies and very, very few healing items so far. I think I'll safely say I'm four hours in. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't love the combat, but I will tell you because it's so few and far between, the combat really puts me on edge from a not scared. It's not jump scare combat, meaning they don't just top out of nowhere. You know they're there. It is very clear they're there. And even when they come out of like an area closer to you, they're still a distance from you. This is, and they move slowly when they emerge. So this is mm. not a jump scare type game. You could easily okay. get scared, right? There are like these little spiders also that is one of the enemies. You see them early on and he's like, what the fuck is that? Mm. And then you, if you wander where it was, he goes, that thing looks like it'll fuck me up. And you don't even get a weapon for the first like hour of the game. And he, they, they do curse a lot. And he goes, that thing looks like it'll fuck me up. I probably shouldn't get near it. Right. So they foreshadow like you're not yeah. there to fight this thing yet. But if you right, do right, right. not, and those things are pretty easy to kill as long as you know to look for them. But there was a moment where I walked into an area where they were there and I didn't see one of them on the ceiling. And when he dropped down, he hit me. He wasn't like the other enemies. He doesn't do much damage. And then when you pull him off you, you stomp on the ground. So yeah, it could startle you a little bit, but it's this game's goal thus far to me is not jump scare. It's like tension. Right? Like like the original Resident Evil. It's more to make right, you right. tense than to scare mm -hmm. you. Um, and it's very effective at that. And I think because I'm on the enemies, I'll just mention this also. This is introduced very early in the game. Like one of the earliest things you will see. Um, but they're there. There is also a tyrant-like character. Of course. But he is not quite that. He's like... I don't want to describe what it is, but he's got a big metal apparatus that looks like it could fuck you up on his back that he can use to do various worlds of damage. It is very clear you can't do any damage to him. And when I say you don't have many bullets, I'm saying like most guys take most of the fleshy enemies with their heart exposed, take one to three bullets to kill. Well, two, two to three, I would say. Some take as many as four, some take as little as one. <clears throat> I'm never running around this hotel with more than like 12 bullets in tow. Maybe 14 plus a full, you know, the, the chamber holds seven bullets. So I know when I see this guy, it's like, I'm not even going to try to shoot him. I don't think you can hurt him. I don't think you can kill him, but I have definitely had no, I wouldn't say I don't get hurt but I have been able to maneuver myself so that I don't have to fight him. And I bet you can't kill him. I bet you can barely hurt him. So I didn't even bother trying. Um, but he's real good with the tension too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there's that. The plot's pretty interesting. It's you go to a hotel because you're trying to uncover like a cult or something. You're not really told, and I don't know just yet. I also will say, for those that can do this, this game is fully in Portuguese or English. And 
I found the English voice actor lacking, lacking a little bit mm. and the voices. So I switched it to Portuguese, which again, I'm Spanish speaking. So I'm pretty, even though the words are slightly different, they're similar and I'm pretty used to listening to that kind of, so it felt comforting to me. But I also like when they do it in their native tongue, you know, when it's a foreign thing. Right, right, right. Tongue. I loved playing, um, what was it? The Metro games and switching the language to Russian. So, um, but they give you English subtitles and everything and all the text is in English. You can pick that. You can say, I want the English to be in, I want the text to be in English. I want the subtitles to be in English. I want the voices to be in Portuguese. And there aren't many options. I think it's just English and Portuguese. Um, but uh, but I, I found it very good. But the story is interesting. There is like a cult and you were investigating them. I think you're a journalist and you go to this hotel to figure it out. And then weird things start happening at the hotel. And that's kind of how the, the game starts. But I will say they do things where you get flashbacks to learn more of the story. And the way they do it is they just show you different areas, hotels, things like that. It's basically the hotel in different time periods. Okay. So that's kind of a cool way of doing it. Um, Yeah. And again, some things have combat, some things don't, but it's definitely more focused on um, puzzles. So there's a decent amount of puzzles and there is some Resident Evil stuff where you pick up a, a key and then you can use it in certain areas. But by and large, and there is a, get this trees, there's a crate. And you can put stuff in it. <laughs> cool, really? Yeah. And they're can all you connected. access it from anywhere? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you have a very limited inventory. Not super limited, but like more Resident Evil limited. Like usually I've only got like 8 to 12 squares. And I'm usually lugging around shit. But because weapons aren't a big part of it. Like there are weapons, but you've only usually got to use up two slots. One for your gun and one for the bullets. It's not as big a deal. You know, there's no knives or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it, it keeps your, you're having to walk around with stuff pretty minimum, but healing items are extremely sparse. In the four hours I played the game, I've only gotten two healing items and used one. So keep that in mind. Mm. But um, there's a lot of crafting for puzzles and stuff. So you need slots. The other thing is this game is you only save at like random grandfather clocks you find around the areas. You don't need to keep ink ribbons or anything. You can save anywhere. You can save as much as you want. But if you die, there are no checkpoints. So I did have a thing where I beat one area, went into a flashback sequence that took me about an hour of puzzles to beat, went back into the hotel, died immediately on an encounter... And went back to an hour before. Really gross. Which I don't blame the game for because there were plenty of places to save in the flashback. And even once I was back in the hotel, I just didn't know I was going to encounter an enemy, right? So that taught me a lesson. What's the lesson? Save often. <laughs> so, yep. but yeah. Man. So, but the puzzles are, are good. I'm enjoying it so far. It is very puzzle heavy though. So, and they also have a camera thing where you've got a camera and when you look at it, it's in night vision and it can reveal stuff. So. Like fatal frame? No, because the fatal frame, you can only see the ghosts that way and like take pictures of them and stuff. And that's not the case here. Oh. But maybe it will get there. But these people have definitely played all these games. 
right? They definitely set out to say, I'm going to take a bunch of survival horror stuff. There's definitely Silent Hill in here. There's definitely Fatal Frame in here. There's definitely Resident Evil. And do you, yeah. Do you get burned out on these? Cause they, cause when you talk about them, especially this time of year, yep. a lot of them sound samey. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so, like, so do great. You, it's just it's, a different skin. Oh, man. It's like I was ready to slow pitch you the ball, and you were just like, it's fine, Fred. <laughs> I got a T right here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and someone, and, and I, I look at the screenshots of the games you talk about, mm-hmm. and I can be honest, sometimes the skin isn't even that different. They all look like amnesia to me. <laughs> That's not completely inaccurate. So, I do want to have this discussion, and I promise, unlike most things, it'll be somewhat short. Um, I'm learning my mistake. My mistake is that I like these games, okay? Oh, actually, I want to wrap up with Phobia real quick. So in closing, the trouble I'm having with Phobia is it's more puzzles than anything, and that is not the kind of horror game I really seek. It does seem like Scoop's type of game, and... If I'll be clear, I think the slow-paced, wandering around, exploring, even up to and including um, last week's game, um, Haunting Ground, which is nothing like these games by any stretch of the imagination. Not really, to my opinion. I mean, I guess I'm exploring a castle, but it was... I don't know. it, It seemed like a very different game, although... I. I wouldn't fault you if you would say, I don't know, sounds pretty fucking similar to me. Um, <laughs> but I would say it's a very distinct game. That said, yeah, I think a lot of horror fans, survival horror fans, like games that are obtuse, lots of exploration, lots of vagueness, right, in the plot and what's going on, and lots of like borrowing from each other. And certain types. And they Mm. definitely really don't like them being combat heavy. I'm guessing it's burnout from other first and third person shooters out there. But that's what I... I kind of go for combat heavy or scare heavy. And I don't think they really want them to be scare heavy either. They don't want... and, And here's why I'll say that in a moment. But let me wrap up with Phobia and say... Phobia is just... It is... It is an awful lot of what I don't really love about survival horror. I really don't like puzzles in horror games at all. Like at all. Phobia makes a very digestible version. But still, there was one time I had to look up a solution because I just didn't get it. And I was like, oh, fuck you. So I had to test it. Get my wife and I brought her down. And I was like, hey, I want you to play through this area. It was only puzzles. And she was like, no, I'm not going to play one of these fucking horror games where the controller is going to vibrate and freak me out. And I was like, no, no, trust me. This part is only puzzles. You'll be fine. She goes, oh, okay. And she loved that scene. And she didn't have to get help or anything. She was like, that was pretty cool. Is the rest of the game like this? And I was like, yes, but no. It's got horror stuff. And she goes, okay, I'm out. But like my wife loved that stuff. She loves puzzles. So um, it's just for a different type of person. Um, and I do think that the survival horror person is usually a puzzle person. So I'm not here asking for it to change. I can make do with the horror games that are there. But to get back to what you're saying, what I've definitely learned is that regardless of the type of game, whether it's the game I like or the game people like or both, trying to cram it all in one month is a misstep. 
It really is. Because you get so <laughs> exhausted so fast on it. And these are real hit or miss games. And I don't think they're really hit or miss from a quality perspective. Because the really bad ones, just everyone tells you to avoid. And so you do that. And there is a lot of shovelware shit out there. And I wouldn't say anything I've played so far is that. But like Steam reviews and aggregators alone, like filter those out very fast. You know what I mean? Like even if I'm playing the console version, a Steam review will help factor that out most of the time with no issue whatsoever. And they're usually low risk because they didn't do very well sales wise and and failed. But yes, I I am going to stop doing this all in October. (laughs) I really am. Um, But well, maybe not. Maybe not. But I think what I am going to do is I want to really quickly tell you what I'm thinking about doing. But before doing that, I have to define what I like in horror games. So Tree is the kind of horror games I like. I don't think a lot of people like. I think they sell well because of their profile. But if people like them, they're not out there seeking horror games. So I don't I don't really know what to say about this. But I like like action horror games. And I very much consider even old school PS1 Resident Evil and Silent Hill to be considered action horror games. Silent Hill, I struggle a lot with figuring out where the fuck to go. But other than that, I really like action-oriented horror games. So Modern Resident Evil definitely counts. But like another example of this is like Shadows of the Damned by Shinji Mikami and Suda51. Do you remember that with the big boner and everything that was back in like yes. 2008 <clears throat> and they're doing a remake of it? I like that game. Yeah, and they're doing a remaster or remake. They're re-releasing that in an upgraded form next year, I think. And I really like that game. But that game is basically a Resident Evil. It was what Resident Evil 5 was going to be if Shinji Mikami was in charge. I also like The Evil Within, which are his games that came later, right? Like both one and two. So those are an acquired taste, you know? Um, I really like, um, these probably don't count to a lot of people, but similarly, Suda51's Lollipop Chainsaw, I really like. Um, oh, even yeah. his PS2 goofy game, Michigan Report from Hell, which was a weird sure. wandering game that I used to yep. make fun of and stuff. Remember, I've got like, it's a really rare game because it never came out in America. And I've got right, a YouTube right, right. playthrough that I that people still watch nowadays. They're like, thank you for showing me this. This is a weird, stupid game, but your, your commentary was amusing enough and you stayed quiet a lot of the times and it was just a good way to see it. And I think I even have a no commentary version up there for people who wanted that. Um... I like those types of games. Um, and I don't know if a lot of people did. Another one I really liked was um, uh, the, the uh, oh, I forgot what it's called. Siren. Siren Blood Curse. Yes. I didn't like the original Siren on PS2, but that episodic 12-episode yes. PS3 version that, God damn it, Trees, I will never delete that from my PS3 because it takes so long to go through the store and you have to pick each episode individually and then wait for the slow-ass PS3 to download it. And it's like 70 gigs when you download the whole thing. (laughs) Um, But I really liked that game. I really liked Blood Curse. And I remember not a lot of people liking it. So, and then the other ones are the scare the fucking shit out of you games. Outlast. I really liked Outlast. I really liked Outlast 2. 
I liked Outlast 2 mm. even more than 1. And that game gets fucked up. <laughs> um, I really liked Layers of Fear 1 and 2, and people didn't like that. I've been replaying through Layers of Fear. I won't talk about it on this show, but like I've casually been playing that on the side, like Bloober Team stuff. I really liked their um, Blair Witch game, which was fucked up. And I kind of want to get it on PS4 so that I could play the VR version. And lots of people said that that game was... What people didn't like about those games is they are literal haunted houses. Where, like, nothing happens to you for a long time. And then all of a sudden, some really wicked, brutal scares come out. And then you've got to usually avoid something dangerous that's coming out to kill you. And then rinse, repeat. Mm-hmm. And there's really no, like, it's just walking. Like, there's no puzzle solving. There's no combat. And I don't think that meshes with people. I don't think that the people who go to survival horror like haunted houses. So that's just my take. Um, Yeah. I even like some of the weird ones, like the suffering I liked. A lot of that PS2, Xbox era. I liked um, Obscure 1 and 2. I didn't like Obscure 1 nearly as much as 2. But that was all right. Um, You and I did... um, um, Project Zero. Um, ha- uh, no, what was it called? Um, um, you mentioned it, Iron Butterfly. It's called Project Zero in Europe and Japan, but it's called... In, uh, Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame, Fatal. thank you. I liked two. I remember starting one, not loving it, and Jam really liked it. And then I do have three as well. Um, this is part of all those PS2 survival horror games, which thank you everybody for mentioning that Haunting Ground, because weirdos and collectors are going nuts over it, is now like 325, 350 bucks on eBay complete. So I could get a pretty penny for my Haunting Ground, and I'm not gonna lie, Trees, I think it might be time to rip that old game, put it on the old PS2 hard drive, and sell that disc copy because. I'm probably not going to come back to Haunting Ground anytime soon. So yeah. I'll just acquire it legally, quote unquote legally, um, by ripping the disc and then just uh, selling it because somebody else needs it in their collection way more than I do. And it's just going to sit in a bin and I'll now have a backup copy that I can play if I ever want to. Um, That's all. But, uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just... Uh, I kind of dug Rule of Rose. It was hit or miss for me, but that one's really rare. Like for any of these really expensive PS2 era survival horror games or any expensive survival horror games, just just steal them. Like these people be <laughs> released. I'm serious. Like Rule of Rose is like seven hundred dollars now, and that game is not great. It just yeah, didn't yeah. sell well. Just <clears throat> fucking rip it and yeah. play it on your PS2 or your emulator. But Anyway, getting back to it. So I don't know. I And so I like a lot of those games, but even stuff like Dead Space like counts, right? So like, I like that stuff. And then even like recently, I went back to Splatterhouse and like the 2010 Splatterhouse. But I don't think like, again, that's the survival horror fan. So I think I need to play those favorites, kind of like I do with horror movies, like Friday the 13th and stuff, like those are my guilty pleasures. And so around October, I think I need to play my guilty pleasures. So that's what you can come to expect next week. Um, As opposed to trying new stuff. And then throughout the year, I'll just try new stuff. Like I got Phobia back in like February. That might've been a good game to play like in February, right? Like just randomly when I pick it up. Right. So, but yeah, yeah, you're right. And they're very missed with me, right? A lot of the more experimental 
modern thinking outside of the box horror games. I don't like, like, I don't like the new amnesia games. They don't scare me. I just never really liked amnesia. I hated a machine for pigs. Ugh. I remember being so excited for that and I had to review it or I was reviewing it for gaming history 101. I think at that point when we were getting review codes just for, just for anything. Cause I was writing them up and we had enough traffic nowadays. They won't give me review codes, but I used to have enough traffic and, um, I hated that game. Oh, I fucking hated that game. And it was more walking simulator than anything. And it had some disturbing stuff, but I really didn't like that game. And I was like, ugh, and now I got to review it. So I got to beat it. Oh, I hated that game. But anyway, so yeah, I'm just not compatible with that stuff. But hmm. anyway, yeah, I, I bet that was snarky, need- but like, yeah, uh, that was a snarky question. But if it wasn't, honestly, that's what I'm learning. Yeah, no, it was it was a real question. I was, well, I meant like, well, and, and in you burn yourself it, up from playing all these because well, they, to me, they they all seem samey in the description of like what you do. Yeah, you're not wrong. And so like you know, I mean, I'm guilty of the weird shit I play too. Some of the stuff's like the same thing with a different skin. But, but I think it's uh, better, better to you stretch it go, out <laughs> over yeah. the year than do it back to back. Like even in discussing it with you, so. All right, real quick, I do want to wrap up with my GameStop story, though. So GameStop, um, and actually, let me timestamp this. Yeah, GameStop has had had like ridiculous prices lately. I don't know if you've noticed, but especially on new games, they're clearancing stuff out like crazy. And their website always shows you the price of the most expensive. no. I think it always shows you the used price, regardless of which one's more expensive. So there's a lot of hidden gems for cheap on GameStop right now, where if you go look at it, it's like, and an example would be some of the games I bought, but a good example is Grim Grimoire, okay? Do you remember Grim Grimoire on the PS2? I do. Yeah, they recently re-released it. They did a 4K remake, and they released it on PS4 and PS5 for 50 bucks. It's called like Grim Grimoire Retold. Okay. Well, if you go on GameStop right now, the PS4 version used and the PS5 version used are like 37 bucks. But the new versions, which you won't see unless you go into the game and pick new, it's like 20 bucks for the PS4 version and the PS5 version is super cheap. It's like 1250. Now the oh. catch is it's sold out online. So you're going to have to find it in a store and surprise, surprise. There's not a whole lot of store copies out there, but good luck if you can find them. Right. And there have been a lot of stuff like this, just like I said, with phobia, where what I'll do is I'll just find something. Remember that was my old deal was I'll just find something that's under 10 bucks, buy it with my $5 off coupon and I will make the most of it. Well, recently on the website, they've shut that down. So I'm told your mileage will vary in your stores, but most people who go into stores and just try to buy anything, if it's there, right, if you can walk in the store, find it on the shelf or ask them for it and buy it, you can still use your $5 coupon. So like Need for Speed Unbound went on super clearance on Xbox right now. It's $6 new. And so if you can walk into a GameStop and say, hey, 
Do you have an, and I'm told their inventory online just is horrible and it doesn't really track stuff. So good luck. But if you happen to get lucky enough to walk into a store and say, hey, do you have Need for Speed Unbound? And they say, yes, you can use your gift certificate and buy it for a dollar. Right. I recently did this. I think it ended a lot of their deals like that ended this month because the other two things I'm going to talk about in a minute also ended this month. I remember when I was at PAX for Labor Day weekend, um, a local copy of Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne on PS4, that remake they made went on sale for like seven bucks. And I used my $5 coupon and did store pickup and in Seattle, bought that game for $2 and went and got it for two bucks with my $5 coupon. But then all of a sudden with all of these new ones that are on sale and there has been a crazy sale on new games that's going on. It's even going on right now. Um, you can buy them for a song, but I kept trying to use my gift, my $5 card on them and it doesn't work. Need for Speed Unbound being the most recent one. I tried to do that and do store pickup at a local store. And it said, your $5 coupon isn't applicable for this. And I was like, what? That's never happened before. <laughs> uh, famously, I also went in and they dropped the uh, Metroid Prime or the Metroid Dread um, two-part Amiibo thing with the bot and Samus. They dropped that to $4.99 and I walked in and found it on a store shell, on a store wall and bought it, and it was. It, they let me use my five dollar coupon for it. It was free. I didn't pay a cent for it. I just walked in and just used it. There you go. Yeah, it's not worth anything, but I got it for free. No. Free is free. Free is free. Um, and I like the amiibo. But anyway, so you can't use your five dollar thing on this, which is probably why I won't be re-upping my my uh, subscription because I can't use my $5 thing on anything new and anything that's discounted, it looks like I can't use even if it's used. So I'm like, well, fuck that. That's, you've almost eliminated the whole reason for using this. And they've recently done away with, we used to buy gift cards with them, right? You could buy like a $5 Xbox card. Now you can't even do that. So it's like, what? what's the fucking what? point? Yeah. So, but what I did do, Trees, was I bought four games for a song. These were all cheap. I paid $45 for all these games. Now, I couldn't find them in my local stores, so I did have to pay shipping. Paid a whopping $7.99 for shipping. But to me, because I got all these games cheap, it was worth it. I got Theater Rhythm, Final Bar Line. Yeah. Neo, The World Ends With You, which is that... The World Ends With You, I think, was a 3DS game, and they remade it for PlayStation 4 and Switch. Hmm. Do you remember this game, The World Ends With You? World? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or I think it was a regular DS, DS game. And yeah, it was. I really liked it, and they redid the I mechanics. Like the, I like the style of it. Yeah. You used to collect the pins, but I don't remember. Um, I never played the one for the Switch. So the Switch and PS4 versions, I believe, is a remake. But they okay. redid the mechanics. And all I remember was... Do you remember AZ Rockslide from back in the Gaming History 101 days? He loved that game. And I remember I was going to pick it up on DS. And I never got around to it. And now I think the game, at least for a while, the game was worth a lot. And now I got it for a song. So like I'm going to do that. Um, I also got Goat Simulator 3. That was just for fun. Yeah. Because the game isn't. 
Oh, I've not played it. Was it on Game Pass or something? We, me and my son have played various versions of Okay, Goat I've Simulator. never played a Goat he finds it. He finds it fun. I might find it fun for a minute. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, last but not least, I got Curse of the Sea Rats on PS5. Have you ever heard of this game? Yeah, I think I was going to rent it once. Is this okay. a like, side-scroller cartoony? Yes. Rats? So it rats? looks like a Don Bluth film, and it plays like... Um, like a side-scrolling brawler, but the closest thing I could think of was, um, oh my God, the alien hominid guys. What was their thing? Castle Crashers. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it was a side-scrolling four-player co-op beat-em-up, but it looks like a fucking Don Bluth film. It yeah. It's amazing animation. I, I want to say when I pulled the trigger on reinstating G- Gamefly... And we were doing the show. This was one of the games. Remember, I was like showing a bunch of games. I was like, look at this game. Yeah. Look at this crazy game. I think that was one of the games we were looking at. Nice. Pretty well, sure I got it, it. So I got all four of these games, quote unquote, new, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, Theater Rhythm, I think, was 20. Oh, I forgot. I got 10% off on my Pro, which helped me. So I, play, I paid 22 for Theater Rhythm. I paid... Nine for Neo, World Ends With You, and Curse of the Sea Rats were nine each, and Goat Simulator was four fifty. Not too shabby. No. Worth it for the shipping. And I was about to buy Theater Rhythm for 35 bucks on Amazon the other day. So because um Square does put the DLC on I always wanted to buy the full version with all the DLCs digitally. But that price was so low and Square will frequently put the DLCs or not frequently, but from time to time, put the DLCs on sale. And when you get it there, I can get all the bonus tracks for like seven bucks. Uh, there's, I think, three of them and you can get it for like seven mm. bucks for three of them. And there's even the deluxe edition, which had like a bundle. It didn't have all of the volumes. I think it lacks volume two and three, but it's like 30 bucks. And when it goes on sale, it's like 15. So like, I was like, I'll wait for a deal. And from what you were telling me, there's like thousands of songs on there anyway. So I don't think I'll run out of stuff to do, but I was finding it hard to find time to do it portably. And I think I might be more likely to play it when I've got a sit down console version, right? Like I'm just a weird guy who is more likely to play games on a console than I am portably just weird like that. But but yeah, it was it was a good price for all those. So I got all these games, and guess what, Trees? What? They were in good condition, but these were all very clearly used games. Did they have the cases, or were they those they weird cases. cases? They okay. had the art. They had the games. I but hate they when were they all without that, the plastic. I hate when they send me that weird GameStop rental case. I'm like, motherfucker. Oh, no. So it wasn't those, although I hear you get a lot of those for quote unquote new as well. Mm-hmm. And what people were talking about is what all these clearance prices for new games, quote unquote, and why you can't find them for store pickup is because what this is, is they closed or are closing a bunch of stores and they are pulling their new inventory and just leaving them with their used inventory. So they pulled all their new inventory. And so what you got was the one that all the employees got to take home or the one that was out on the shelf, right? And you got that one. So the games are in good shape, but then, but but yeah, 
Yeah. And I was very happy, Trees, that the two that didn't have any issues was Theater Rhythm Final Bar and Curse of the Sea Rats. Those didn't even have stickers on them. Nice. So it was an opened game, but it was a mint condition disc in a mint condition case. The other two had fucking stickers and sticky residue all over the case yeah. and stuff like that. I, I have extra PS4 and Xbox One cases from all these random, you know, games I buy or when I buy Steelbook editions, I always have the, le- like with Street Fighter 4, or sorry, 6, I get the Steelbook, so I always have the leftover case. So I just took Goat Simulator I kept with all the stickers on because I get the feeling I'm only going to play that for a while and just chuck it or stick it in a bin in my basement. World Ends With You, I just... I literally just pulled the art and the disc out, threw the case away. <laughs> yeah. And just grabbed one of my extra PS4 cases and just popped it in there. there so, you go. yeah. But, but yeah. So I was happy, but yeah, it wouldn't let me use the $5 savings on it or anything like that. Um, I don't even think it let me use like a weird like gift certificate code I had because it was really? already discounted. So they're doing all weird shit like that. I so remember if I have a membership anymore. I'm just warning people, if you buy, um, I mean, usually on Black Friday, you can buy the membership on the website. So you don't even have to go in the store for 10 bucks. And that's what I usually did was renew on Black Friday for 10 bucks. Um, and you get $5 gift certificates and you get a $10 reward certificate for signing up again. So I was like, okay, I'm going to spend this. This is fine. But like now I can't use it for that stuff. The codes don't work if they're discounted. I only buy shit when it's discounted. So like you said, they've learned to have us not fuck them over. And then now when you buy new games, which are when they put stuff on sale, you're getting some beat up used copy that's been in a back end store for three years. You know what I mean? Like, so that's not fun. I don't think I want to do that again. I did buy a quote unquote new copy of Skyward Sword remastered on the Switch Mm-hmm. And they did send it to me in a GameStop black case, but it didn't even have like a label on it or anything. It was just a black case that could hold a Switch cartridge and the game was in there. there so, and that was new, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I'm giving up on that. But then the other interesting thing was apparently if you buy online and then you go and try to return in a store, a lot of stores don't let you do it or don't know how to do it. Like GameStop's blocking their POS system from taking returns. Wow. Yeah. Apparently the only way you can do it is you have to do a return on the app and it gives you like a Aztec barcode. Then you go into the store and you show the guy the barcode and they can scan it on their POS system and then it processes the return for you. And all they do is print up a form and take the game into custody. And then you get the return. Yeah. So things are getting weird at GameStop. I don't... don't My GameStop's always like shuttered every time I go by it. It it is open. It's functional. But they, I think they just open it when they roll in. Oh, ours has weird hours. So like my GameStop on, I think it's Tuesdays through Thursdays is only open from like 2 p.m. till 7.30 p.m. And then it's open like noon to like 9 p.m. on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, Sunday it's like 12 to 6. But like, yeah, I think it's, yeah. 
So that you can del- tell they're definitely like trying to figure out how to pay just like one, you know, kid who's not, you know, somebody who wants like a random day job in their 20s, but like do- it d- isn't a manager or anything, right? And the manager is just on call and gets called in. In fact, the guy who was our store manager at our good GameStop is now a rotating manager. And I didn't talk to him. I think they made him an assistant district manager, but it sounds like a bitch job because he says he doesn't get the kickbacks he used to from being a store manager for his stores. Like it's like a reduced pay policy. And all he does is drive around to like seven stores. And in the Kansas City area, that could be stretched out as much as 20 miles. And he just drives between the stores and like gives homework to all the employees who are there and moves inventory around. And they don't go. pay him for mileage. So it sounds like a bitch job. But yeah, GameStop's in trouble. And like even even recently, like um, uh, there was, uh, I think I bought the Cowabunga collection for Ninja Turtles. I this was right before I bought the uh, the the Steam version that I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, they had the Xbox version for like fifteen bucks or something, and I bought it. And the only place it was in stock was a store that was like twenty miles away, and I I was like okay, I bought it for store pickup, and they waited like a week, and then canceled my order, <laughs> and then <laughs> I got my money back and. Um, it's still in stock at that store now, but it's never sold out. So I bet, I bet they're just not even looking for it. They don't know where it is. It might not even actually be in the store. It's just a weird inventory thing and they're just not even dealing with it. So I just don't think I'm going to deal with any of that stuff at all. So, but yeah, so anyway, that was my GameStop stuff. So I, I think what I'm saying is for those that haven't taken the plunge lately like other than like walking into a store and buying something that you just see there that you can see in the Mm. flesh before you pull the trigger and buy don't (laughs) i don't know i don't know i think my walmart's got shit in better condition than gamestop these days so but i guess they're not doing the sales so who knows yeah we'll see and best buy is getting rid of dvds they said they're going to keep doing video games but you know it's only a matter of time so it's going the way of the dodo. But anyway, <laughs> enough about my bullshit. What you been playing? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, more of the same, pretty much. I mean, a little bit of Starfield, a little bit, not a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, Police Simulator, Fred. Oh, yeah? You're back to Police Simulator? Okay. Look, oh, I never left it. There's, uh, you know... I'm working my way up, right? So I have to tell you, uh, it looks so tempting. I think I'm going to try this when October's over. So I figured out why I like it. Okay. All right. So you know, we got these games like like Car Mechanic Simulator, right? Where I'm taking something old and meticulously like stripping it down and making it new. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm cleaning it up. You know what I mean? I like that. I like the, you know. Lawn mowing simulator. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm taking a messy, it's all messed up. You're picking up all the crap. And then when you're done, you got that end product. It's nice. It's nice. You know, I'm making, uh, you know, I'm taking chaos and I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning it up. And I realized that's what I'm doing in this game. Like, 
when there's a giant accident causing this big jam and it's like there's like just this system you know a series of things you have to do right like like minutia the the check boxes right mm-hmm. it's like okay i gotta go to this person get the you know ask them what's up right now i gotta look at their id and let me look at their id right is there anything off here so does it don't have insurance blah 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 all right fine uh maybe they have alcohol on their breath and they're fucked yes. up and then you yeah. got to do the whole arrest thing and you got to call someone and then you go to say there's like four car there's a four car accident now i have to go to every single person and do that right now i gotta go take pictures of the accident i gotta take pictures of every angle every car piece until i fill up the report there's like a report meter that you have right. to do all these things to make it like ac- acceptable to finish the report. Yeah, it's like that protocol. I did. Yeah. And when I do, when I fill those meters up, it's green in the report. I have a, a extensive report. Like you can give them the report and barely fill it out, but you don't get the full CP points, right? Right. Um, which stand for? Remember last week? I didn't know what they said for the uh, XP. And then uh, I still don't know what they mean. Accommodation points. I can't remember. Accommodation um, points. I could see that. It, it's something like that. Um, shit. It doesn't matter. Um, I would think complete points. Completion no, points. No. Like, it's a cop on. term. Some cop term. <laughs> um, I can't think of it. Um, and then. Compliance points. Oh no! Anyway, continue. It's gonna drive me nuts now. Let's look it up. All right, yeah. Let's let's get at the head. Police so about it. simulator. Uh, what would you what would you type in? What would you, what would you type in? Uh, points or CP XP? meaning? Yes. There you go. Jesus Christ. CP. No, I told my wife I need to teach people how meaning. to Google. Not you, but like my conduct. Wife, yeah. Conduct, Conduct points. points. Jesus that Christ. is very police protocol. Because I could you not lose, agree with you more. Because if you mess up, you lose them. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you minus conduct points for being a prick. There you go. Conduct points, and um, so to get the most conduct points, you want to be thorough, right? And then after that, <clears throat> then you can hand out the police reports to everybody, and then you can tell them they're free to go. If their car is drivable, they get in their car and take off. If not. Then you call the tow trucks, and then they come and clean up the whole, take all the cars, and then traffic moves again. There you go. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the same sort of, if you look at it, it's the same routine that's drawing me in. It's like, this is messed up. This is chaos. And <laughs> now, now I'm, I'm going to do these it. series of things over and over and over again. I don't care if it's the same thing. I still get the same gratification because I know the end result will be a nice clean intersection. And that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I get in my car, I turn the lights off, (laughs) and I drive away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I I figured out when I was playing it, I'm like, why am I drawn to this kind of stuff? Like, it's just, it's that thing. It's like. You know, it's the same way as cleaning up a map in Assassin's Creed. It's like I gotta clean all this up. I gotta, get, I gotta organize this here. It's a mess. Oh, 
<laughs> you reminded me, speaking of cleaning up a map, yeah, did Sonic Frontiers got an update, and I still have it installed on my Xbox, and I went to download yeah. it, and it was like 30 gigs, and I was like, holy shit, what did they change? What, what's in there? I don't know. We could look it up look. some other day, but yeah, I just, you made me think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what have I opened up now, though? Last time we talked, I had just got my patrol car, right? <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I learned through watching a YouTube video of someone else playing. I did not know I could focus on stuff. So I could focus on a license plate. And then um, <clears throat> it puts it in my computer so I can, like, look up, like, the registration and shit. So I never knew I could do that. And also, when you trail behind a car, when you're in a cop car, it says there's a little meter that will fill up. Uh, kind of like if you draft a car in racing. Like, it fills up and it says pacing. And I never knew it. And then when... It filled up. It'd be like it would like be green. Like I paste them, and I'm like, I never knew what that meant. And that just means once I do that, it puts their information in my computer, so I can look real quick and see if they're like, you know, driving without a license or something, or they have a warrant. Oh, nice! You know, like streamlines the process, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's the equivalent of me running their plates, you know. Um, And so now I opened up uh, nighttime. Right, so now I can take like beat you know, uh, shifts at night, night beat, yeah. and I have a little light, and it was hilarious. I have a light on my like lapel, you know, those little lapel lights that they yeah. click on, and so when I pull someone over, it it's super fucking bright, like it's spotlight, like <laughs> Batman bright. So there's something funny when I pull someone over and I go up to the window. I turn you, I reach up and turn it on my lapel, and literally. They're like washed out. It's so bright. Like if you ever really did that to somebody, and I just find that hilarious. Um, <laughs> I like to do that. Um, I can find people doing graffiti move, now. Bro. <laughs> it is dick. I feel it coming over me. I understand how it happens now. You get a little bit of power, and it just goes right to your head. You know what I mean? You've just explained all the cops in my area. Yeah, cops, bouncers, all that shit. It's all the same mentality. It's a good you know? point. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's like, look at this fuck, this tailpipe smoking. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm playing more of that. And um, I have seen more videos of like actual like robberies and, and shit going down. So nice. it gets more. It just keeps building more. Yeah. And I haven't tried the online. <clears throat> There's online where you can have a partner. You can be somebody's partner. Huh. So, you know, so it can be like two people at an accident, cleaning it up, one talking, one, you know, and you can ride with somebody. And I, I just, I don't have the guts to do it. I don't think I like, I want to do that. I just want to do my own thing. But you can have an online partner if you want, which is interesting. You know? I agree. Yeah. Um, and I open up a new district. So I have like my town that has all the different sections, but then I opened up a whole new like town. That I can go to uh, what I want. So, please simulate a pretty fucking fun. Yeah, it looks like you're making the rounds, my friend. It's pretty fun. Um, a lot more Titanfall 2. Ah, oh, that's the other one. Yes. Um, yeah, they, they the game's pretty stable now. Like, uh, uh, Fred, when you, like, just play those old maps... They drop you back in the Angel City. You're just like, oh my god, this is uh, this is pretty good. 
if I get on and I see you playing Titanfall 2, I need to go reinstall <laughs> that on my Xbox. I'll do that tonight. Just so yeah. it's, it's there if I need it. I played that map the other day. That's, um, I forget the name of it. You think I would remember? But it's one where it's like, uh, it's like a mock city. And it's half of it sort of like pixelated out, like phasing out. Do you remember that yep. one? Yep. Yeah, I was playing that one, that map. Um, then I was playing that cool map that's like, I can't explain it, but it's like, it's sort of like brick, like white brick walls. But then this smooth, like glass, so not bridges, but the walls, that curvy walls that you run along. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Isn't it's that where you like, the initial run? Like the... It might be. It's very white and orange looking. Okay. Yes. Oh, I no. I know where you're talking about. Yeah. It's like a fake city almost, but. I can't, I don't, I can't explain it. It's sort of like grass. I know what you're talking about though. It's, it's definitely, it's like, yeah. It's like white bricks, but then the accent everywhere yep. is like it's orange. orange. Yeah, it's orange strips and, and like, stuff. Yes. Yeah, and you can run. It has like the curvy sidewalls yes. that like they're basically sideways bridges. Instead of having a bridge, you run across the, the walls of them, but they're glass, so yep. you can see people running along them. It's great, Fred. That's uh, you know, Titanfall Two continues to be great. Yeah, it's funny seeing my levels. Because all my guns and my pilots like G6 or G7, you know what I mean? When you oh, generation, right, like, remember? Because yeah. they had a great, um, what, what we prestige. call prestiging, but yeah, they have a great version of it where you basically wipe your memory and you get a new chip to <laughs> <laughs> the next generation. I love it, I think it's great. Um, and then speaking of prestiging, uh, Fred, oh. The last thing I was playing this week was my friends through peer pressure at work got me to re-download Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, okay. Didn't want to do it. They all play it. That's what they all play at work. And uh, they're all trying to get me in there. They all they all play the Warzone. Well, and, they're, uh, getting they're all geared getting, up, right? Because Call yes, of Duty 3 is coming. Yes. They're Mom, pre-ordering Mom, the, the, the Do they even play the campaigns, though? Oh yeah, they all oh, play okay. all that. Um, they got the beta, and of course it's Halloween, so they do the Fortnite thing with his skins, right? Oh yeah. So like, I think spawns in there. Like when you boot it up right now, the page is like spawns face, and there's Halloweeny stuff in there. Um, I got killed by Nicki Minaj today, which I didn't appreciate. <laughs> that was very odd. That was the last thing I expected you to say. That. Does not belong. Listen, Fortnite, that shit belongs in there. Not out of place. Call of Duty Warzone, Nicki Minaj in like a pink bodysuit. Don't expect to see that. That is not what I expected to kill me and start looting my body. Um, So I don't have the multiplayer or anything. All I did was download the free Warzone. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you know, you have to download the shell, right? So you got to download basically Modern Warfare Two, the shell of it, yes. right? But you just everything's just locked, right? So, um, but and boy, when you boot that up, boy, you get hit with every pre-order fucking ad and all the so, shit you can get. If you're ready to laugh, I own Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. 
And you're right, you have to basically install the whole thing anyway. Mm. And yeah. what I find hilarious is you still get bombarded with all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, good. So good. Um so I only played Warzone. And it's exactly what I remember. I told those guys at work, I'm like, I'm a Fortnite guy now. I just like running around with my my son. It's constant action. It's goofy action. It's bright. It's colorful. It's silly. <laughs> like, I enjoy that. I enjoy not realistic physics and crazy shit you can do. Right? Heck yeah. I, I like the Looney Tunes aspect of it. Right? Um, you know, giant mallet on the head type shit. I love it. Um, Call of Duty is a rude awakening when you've been playing a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> it's right. It's gray and brown, mostly brown. It is, um, it's it's what I remember. It's turn a turn a corner. I shoot this guy. And then he just goes, and I drop mm-hmm. with full armor and everything. I go, that was fun. And I say to my friends, yeah, Call of Duty blows. I'm like, I unloaded this guy's back. And he turned around and he went, and they go, well, yeah, that's because his weapons are upgraded. And I go, well, they shouldn't be. <laughs> How about that? You're not that? wrong. Like, that's why I like Fortnite. Everybody's even. The only thing you can pay for is skins. Everybody's even when you drop into that map. No one has as a... So it's like, I'm new, but the dude that's been playing for three years, he has every weapon the highest it can be. So what am I supposed to do? It's like... Die. Oh, now I have to grind. You're supposed to be fodder for him. Yes. I have to grind in a a shooter. And as you can imagine, Warzone... If you're playing by yourself, you're playing like solo battle royale. You know, Fortnite, you drop into the the action and you're just going. These maps are fucking huge. One of them's um, Al Jazeera or whatever the fuck. Oh, okay. Desert map it is or whatever. It's huge. It's a big desert. Oh, I know it. Yeah, because there is a new like terrorist hunt mode or something you can play where you like. I don't know if it's part of your version, like the free version, but like mm. there's a version where it's just got a bunch of enemies like spawn on there and you got to go through and salvage stuff and steal stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in that mode, yeah, they, yeah, you get dropped in that map and it's huge. Yeah. yeah, they have a DMZ mode now. Yes, that's what it was. The DMZ. Yeah, they mode. have that mode. And then they have some other modes where it's like, you know, looting, like you just whoever gets the most money wins and stuff like that and there are versions where you keep coming back just like for like um you keep respawning into the end end of the match or whatever even though it's a battle royale um i do like the gulag like i i do like that aspect i like if you do die you get like this weird second chance yep but then i go to the gulag and the same thing happens i'm just not good at call of duty anymore multiplayer like the same thing happens with I see the dude, I start shooting at him, and he just goes, 
and I die. And I'm like, okay. Like, I don't – and I watched the replay, and I'm like, no, I'm shooting at him. I'm hitting him. But apparently See, last time hit, I he... saw the gulag, they didn't even have guns. It was just – Was that uh, long ago? No. That was probably Warzone 1.0, where you no, no, uh, the, just get weapons. No, the so the Gulag, if you're waiting your turn, mm-hmm. like if there's a bunch of people going one on one, it only does two at a time. So if you get in there and there's a bunch, you're in the upper part of the Gulag where you could just run around and punch people in the face. No, I remember being turn. in the Gulag where like. People were looking down on us. We were we were trying to fight to see who got to go back into the game. But I don't remember mm. there ever being guns. I just remember there yeah, being like you... melee weapons. No, yeah, no, they give you like a, a, a pistol or something. And then there's a few grenades and stuff laying around. But you only have like 15 seconds. Yeah, I remember Which that. I don't like. So if the 15 second runs out, you both get booted. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... I mean, I was having fun. My son was playing a little bit. Like, we were taking turns playing the Battle Royale. And and he's used to Fortnite, obviously. And he that was a rude awakening for him because he's the man in Fortnite. Right, um, yeah. But I, I told him, I said, this is a little harder, man. You got to manage your, like, the uh, chest plates here, the, the armor. You got to manage, make sure you're restocking those. And, you know, <clears throat> and there's a lot of, like, perks and shit that you can pop off, you know, that's I don't know. It was a lot. I did get a few kills, but it's like every single weapon has leveling. Yeah. And it's like, boy. And then it's I a just, life. I well, and that's what people are always saying, right? Is that like Call of Duty players, that's that's it. That's what they play. Yeah, they just level and shit. Like Call up. of Duty console. Yeah. Now the thing is, when you play multiplayer Call of Duty, all your shit carries over to Warzone, I believe, right? Your your guns, I, I think. Yeah. See, right so now, there are ways you can like lose them in matches. Get, well, I know on the DMZ you can. So, like, my friends are telling me like there's modes, like DMZ mode, where like I can drop oh, in there yeah. and have nothing. They can give me one of their blueprints, like a high-powered weapon, and then when I get extracted, I get that weapon in my inventory for all time. Like, I get that blueprint. So that's, like, a way friends, like, trade high blueprints with each other without them having to unlock them on their own. I, apparently, it's high school all over again. If I don't have the right um, friend, then I'm fucked. That's right. Um, but, yeah, it's like... Um, I was sort of getting the rhythm of it today. My friends are like, stop playing that solo battle royale because it's like 20 minutes of looting, like PUBG, and then you get shot. They're like, you need to go in with like a squad and there's more action and you get more XP and you'll level up and all that shit. And I guess there's some other mode where it's it's a battle royale, but you got to do like missions and stuff. And he's like, dude, just drop in there. Don't worry about your partners. Put them on mute and just start doing those missions. Like you would in Fortnite, He's uh, like, and you'll you'll level up like crazy. You know, I was like, yeah, I guess, but I, you know. Uh, now I don't know. Trees just do what he says. I know. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I played a lot of it, a lot of it. So it's not like I hate Call of Duty. I actually like the multiplayer and I like the stories, even though I don't know I stink in multiplayer. Um, so Warzone was fairly new when I kind of dipped. Um, 
but I don't know. I might check out Modern Warfare 3. I didn't play 2. My buddy says he'll lend it to me so I can play the story because he said they all sort of connect. They do. Yeah. So, I don't know. I got to check out. Yeah, I've had all of them. I do usually wait because I want the story. I usually don't Mm -hmm. play much multiplayer. I usually boot it up, play some team deathmatch for like half an hour. And I'm like, yep, that's out of my system. But, and with Titanfall, what's the point? But um, I will Mm -hmm. be getting Modern Warfare 3 as well at some point. But I always wait till Gamefly's got it for about the best you can possibly do is usually about 35. Yeah. The last few of them I bought for like 35, roughly March, April time. Hey, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I um, was really upset about, Fred. Hmm. Uh, none of my shit from Modern Warfare carried over. Really? Like none of the, yeah, like I didn't have any, any charms or nothing. Hmm. I thought at least that stuff would carry through. You know, yeah, because I thought it was all just woven into. Um, I had a crystal, I had a golden, like a gold crystal Totino's pizza roll charm. Oh shit, right? that's right, yeah. And I stole a lot of codes from the supermarket. I had, I took a lot of pitches in the frozen food section and stole codes to get that. And I would appreciate it. It was able to be carried over. I had some Mountain Dew skins. My guy, remember how many Angie sure? drinks I drank? Uh, they're not in there. Yeah, they're we got to figure out how to get you those back. I think you can. Uh, I don't know because I'm logged in, no, right? Because all that some codes, but we're we'll figure it out. Because you know that stuff all logs in together. Yeah, and I was going to say I like have... Warzone. Unless wait, was that in Warzone 1.0? Because 2.0 no, was a whole new infrastructure. Well, no, this was Modern Warfare, like multiplayer in general. Do you think if I had Modern Warfare 2 regular multiplayer, my stuff would be there? Not just Warzone? Don't know enough to know, but it is a good question. I think my buddy has Modern Warfare 2. He has to lend it to me so I can unlock it, so I can see. Yeah, I mean, so I if wonder for if any reason he doesn't, there. your boy Fred's over here. Yeah, someone All my copies it. are disc, because so, I buy them from Gamefly. yeah. It's, a high, it's one of the highest selling games. Someone should have a disc laying around as a coaster that I can install in my shit. Damn straight. I'd be curious to know if my stuff's in there because I don't see why it wouldn't carry over. I can see why maybe it's not available for Warzone because you got to work your way and unlock the guns and shit. But mm-hmm. hmm. I wonder. All that shit's confusing now, Fred. I don't even understand the battle pass. There's all these different battle pass regions or something. Oh, don't even get me it's started on that. It's fucking confusing. It's like a map and each one's a different like section, but it's a battle pass. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. I'm just it's, like, it's I don't like on the cusp of fighting games where like, it's so complicated that you're <laughs> either a lifer or you uh, have no clue what's going on. Listen, I only missed one game. I only missed Modern Warfare 2. You may as well have been in a bunker for the last decade. I know. It's like crazy. I I don't know what I'm looking at. I boot that thing up and I felt like I was playing Madden. I'm like, I can't start a game. You know, to be fair, it didn't know what it was looking at when it looked at you. It was like, where the fuck has this guy been? Like, Where's he been? Yeah. His pizza roll crumbs on his fucking chest. <laughs> um, ours. So that's what I did this week, Fred. That's what I did. It Sweet. always marble snap. Always marble snap. Yeah. Any new uh, 
deck ideas or anything to mention? No, well, I got two People new cards of the um, uh, Marvel Snap updates. I've woven two new cards into two different decks. So, um, <clears throat> my my hazmat deck, um, you know, where I minus points from mm-hmm. other people, uh, they released Man Thing, right? Marvel Swamp, uh, yeah. Swamp yeah. Thing. Oh, is it Man Thing, right? It There's is Man there, right? Thing, yep. So, I got him, and what he does is he lowers. Um, any one to a three point card, he lowers them by one uh, in that particular spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that works out with my hazmat deck lowering points. So he's good to just have it in there, you know? Because um, they also lower your points too, but I have Luke Cage, so my points don't get lowered. Anyways, and then there's another card I'm experimenting with What's her name? Bloodstone? Alisa? Alyssa Bloodstones? That's not right. Not too familiar with that individual, but I can look. Let's see. Marvel. Snap. Eliza. There it is. Elsa. Elsa Bloodstone. Elsa Bloodstone. Yes. Um, And she's a two-two card. She's a she's a Two energy, two two point card, and uh, what she does is if you play another card to fill a location, it will get three points. So in other words, if she's in a sp- anywhere played on the field, right, and you have another location, you can only fit four cards in a in a spot, right? Mm-hmm. If you play that fourth card, whatever it is, to fill up that location. She'll zap three extra points over to that card, right? Mm-hmm. So what I use her for is my Kitty Pride deck. So Kitty Pride is she's a she's a one zero card, but every time you play her, at the end of the turn she comes back into your deck or to your oh, hand, okay. I should say, and she gains a and she gains a point every single time. So if you play her so all six turns, you're lucky enough to get her right away. Yeah. If you get her out the gate, and then so if you have her, you have all these other cards that can up her points really quickly, right? So she's one of them. Basically, if you fill up a spot with with three cards real quick, low playing cards, and and Elsa's on on in one of them. You can throw Kitty Pride in that fourth slot every time, and she's going to give it three points, and then bring it back. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and then I got Shuri from Black Panther. If you play her, she'll she'll double she'll double the points of any card you play right after in the same spot. So if you get Kitty Pride up to like six or seven real quick. And then Shuri's a five card. I think she's a four or five card. So she comes near the end. Then you can double that quickly to like 14. You can get Kitty Pride up there pretty quick with a bunch of doubling cards. And then Taskmaster. Yep, know him. He, he's a five card. Kitty Pride always stays a one card. So you, you so by right. the end, you, you can have like... She's worth like 32 points and she still costs you one point to play. Taskmaster, 
masters of five. So technically, you can play them both on the last hand. And what he does is copy the points of the last card you played. So then you throw down Kitty Pride, say she's 32. Then you throw Taskmaster down. He's copies of You just played 32 points at two different spots. It's pretty uh, good technique. Sounds like it. Um, you just got to watch out because if someone has Killmonger, Killmonger will, will destroy any one-point card on, on the board, even your own. Like, he just shoots out all these darts and will just blow up every card. So if he, if you go first and flip your Kitty Pride, and then they go and flip Killmonger, he'll destroy Kitty Pride before she can come back to your hand. Okay. And uh, that's pretty defeating. So everything's got a balance. So I have Ghost, Fred. What Ghost does is it makes your opponent go first every turn. So that way, they flip over their Killmonger before my Kitty Pride flips over. Uh, okay. Keeps me, keeps me safe. There's a whole bunch. There's layers, Fred. Layers the marble snap. Very clearly. Well, and while you were doing that, I looked up um, Elsa Bloodstone. Elsa Bloodstone, yes. She's from Werewolf by Night. I was going to say, she has some, like, rifles, and she looks like she's in the snow. Like, she looks like a hunter. Yeah. She's Werewolf by Night. So, I'm guessing she's coming to the MCU, because I'm seeing a picture with, like, Laura Donnelly playing Elsa Bloodstone. I don't know where or how, but mm. she's coming the, to something. The, the card, she looks like a redhead. Well, and... You know, Marvel's doing this now, right? They're using Marvel Snap to pimp their various things they're doing elsewhere. So, um, you know, like Marvel's Midnight Suns and stuff like that. So, um, but the big deal with her... Oh, sorry. This whole season, Fred, all the Marvel Snap tarot cards are in the store. Uh Oh, shit. So, if you want a variant, they got all the Midnight Sun variants going on right now. Well, and I won't. I, I've realized I can't Marvel Snap if I'm Magic the Gathering. It's one or the other. I always made this deal. I always ask myself, I'm like, if I told Trees to start playing Magic today and leave Marvel Snap, would he do it? Mm-hmm. No, no, he would not. No, I and so that's why right. I don't think I would leave um, Magic either. And I did try it. And you did try Magic. So we have our games. But the reason I was bringing her up was she's from Massachusetts, man. Oh, it's her big thing. She's Ulysses Bloodstone's uh, daughter, who's from like '80s comics. But like, yeah, yeah, she's a Massachusetts like girl. <laughs> so, it's meant to be. Snap, baby. Too much snap. Too much snap. Thanos much snap had that. My- Too much snap. <laughs> Or just enough. Maybe he had just enough. This is snap. Thanos is right. <laughs> but, Same. And with that, All right. I'm going to finish the water. And uh, I'm thinking what you thinking we call it? Yeah, let's call it. All right. Well, um, oh, actually, I had one last. No, let's call it. Let's call it. I'll ask you next. Week. <laughs> I'll ask you next week. We'll find out. We'll find out the hard okay. way. So, all right. Um, but uh, all right. Well, then, until next week. Happy gaming.
Later.